Roger. Yeah, I think it's pulling the wrong one. I'm just, okay, I'm ready to pull it down now. There was still a little bit uh, left in the... Okay, don't hold it quite so tight. Okay. Yeah, what? Hi, welcome to the podcast. This is how it's going to start. Hey, everybody, welcome to the podcast. This is the starting of the podcast. You're listening to the Executive Buffet, also known as Daddy's Big Red Truck. Uh, I am Kevin Tipcorn, a.k.a. Jason Pepperhouse, also known as Jimmy Jack, the uh, Black Magic Back Tacker, uh, known to thwack Cadillac crack cats until they never come back. Before we get started with my wonderful guest, a re- return repeat guest, Amy Miller, also known in the uh, gymnast circles in Yugoslavia for a twice three-time U.S. Open Championship. And before you go and rate and review and subscribe to the podcast, I'd like to give a big shout-out to all the Patreons. And that's uh, something you can do, too, at patreon.com slash live the tape. That's patreon.com slash live the tape. I just want to thank some of our uh, our guzzler-level contributors there who helped make this podcast possible. Here they are. David. Jake Hansen. Dan Breton, Matthew Schaefer, Morgan Brown, Jacob Z, Kyle Crownover, Pete Patras, Dr. Nathan Armstrong, Tristan Lex, Punzel Rabbit, Hannah Tardos, Easton Rowe, Reverend Dr. Robert E.O. Speedwagon, John Lenz, and Tim Pugh. Thank you so much for your continued assistance and patronage at patreon.com slash live the tape also before we get started you should know this that now i am and have been doing something on this thing called twitch i'm at a uh, twitch.tv slash just my nipples that's twitch.tv slash just my nipples i may change it to twitch.tv slash johnny pemberton at some point but right now right now i'm enjoying it being called just my nipples so how it works is I stream on there probably about three times a week, give or take. Um, sometimes it's been take lately because of, you know, stuff, crazy ass shit's going on. But I'm there a lot. And if you like the podcast, you will probably love the Switch streams. And these Twitch streams, I'm starting to uh, transition the podcast over to Twitch. At some point, I'm going to be doing the podcast pretty much only on Twitch, for which it will be available still as you're listening to it right now. But it's going to be a thing where you can watch it live on Twitch. And this will be for subscribers only. This doesn't happen yet because I can't do it just yet because uh, sort of things you have to unlock in terms of your being a, uh, what do you call it, a broadcaster on there. But eventually, that's how that will work. And the Patreon will remain the repository for all the things that have been recorded that aren't being made pub- permanently public which is to say that the weekly chat blast I record every Monday pretty much with some fail, but I always make it up. <laughs> so there's that. That's only for patrons. 
And uh, there'll be other stuff, other music stuff, stuff I can't host on YouTube and other sites because it's not allowed because it's music. So I can mix this and stuff like that. It'll only be on Patreon. So how it works is Twitch is free to join. It's free to follow. And if you are a certain level at Patreon, I will give you a VIP badge, which will allow you access to subscriber-only streams in the chat. And that's the cool thing about it. So I'm doing these streams where it's an interactive and I also have guests where we take questions for a huge part of the of the um, of the podcast. So uh, that's that's all I'm gonna say about that. Check it out. It's again, it's Twitch.tv/slash/justmynipples. If you like the podcast, you really should go there and check it out because I'm I have a significant amount of fun doing it. So I can't I can I think that translates. I think it, I think it goes through the wires, the tubes, and out to you. And you're like, oh wow, this is fun. Because guess what? It's the best. We're changing the game of Twitch right now. With your help, go there. Do that. And now let's get into the meat of the podcast, the heart of the matter, the deep dive into this wonderful episode with my repeat return guest. She's amazingly hilarious. She's uh, done a lot of work with the uh, Deep Earth Drill in uh, northern uh, Sonora deserts, trying to find uh, molybdenum deposits. She's also a hilarious comedian. You can probably see sometime soon, actually. If not in person, online and streaming. Amy Miller, everyone, here we go. Okay, do, 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 do. You don't use a mic, you're a pro. There's sanitizer there if you feel like you need it, but you know. Feels I already sanitized. This, this is pretty is sanitary out here. Yard. That's where everyone says he comes over, and every time they say it, I'm <laughs> I've like... I've been waiting to come over. I think it is It is good. Uh, From my perspective, there's all kinds of stuff that I'm like, just looking at it, I'm like, <sighs> like, I can't wait to get in this bed and put the garlic in and the spinach in for the fall, winter. I hear that, but also, like, you have to remember, people do, like, nothing with their outdoor space sometimes. I think it's Like, it's just a trash heap. I don't oh. know how you can do that. In California, you have such an opportunity to have... Things that don't grow anyplace else or things that grow easily, other places you have to, like, coach them. But here you can just kind of stuff, – stuff grows here effortlessly. I know. I know. Like this stuff right here, like this that straw orchid, those um, those tall things next oh, to the they're succulents. they're beautiful, yeah. Those grow – I didn't plant those. Those just showed up because I have one plant over they're there. They're going to be orchids? They're, see that – See, look over there. See that the same kind of thing? Oh, yes, see I do. Oh, I love flowers? those. Yeah, yeah. It's called a straw orchid, I think. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Well, that shit grows effortlessly. Well, effortlessly. and also there's just no reason to not, like, spend a lot of time outside yeah. in California if you have the space. Totally. So why not dress it up a little bit? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I wish I had control over my backyard. I don't have much. I but put some lights out there, table chairs. It's very cute. Yeah. But I'm not, like, planning anything. You can. I do a lot well, of pots. Well, it's not my... I can't. You can't put pots I out there? I mean, I could put a, maybe a box out there. Like yeah. a big planter box, yeah. But you should do it. I don't know. I mean, I like I lived outside as a kid. What do you mean? And it was not nice. <laughs> I mean, you lived outside. You mean like you spent a lot of time out there? Or you straight spent up spent a lot of time yeah. outside. Yeah. Were you no. shoeless? Um, no. I probably usually had sandals on. Okay. Shoeless is dangerous in a white trash backyard because you could yeah. just step on glass or anything. My mom grew up not wearing shoes as a kid in the summer. Pretty much all summer. I really, I've kind of always had a thing about my, I have to have clean feet. I don't even yeah. walk around my house barefoot. I can't either because I stub my toe. I, I have, have to that have shoes too. On. What I kind of it. toes are you working with? 
Because I, I have an issue, but I want to hear about your feet. Do you mean like what kind of? I don't know what kind of. This toes is I for have. the pervs. <laughs> I have. Um, they're pretty damn good feet. They're skinny feet. Yeah, I can kind of picture what they would look like. I got my toe caught in a license plate once in Florida. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I broke it, and now one toe is a little bit like you know to the side a tiny bit because I never got it. Uh, you know, professionally fixed because why would by I a do doctor. that? A professional toe yeah. fixer. They'll just tell the you. Doctor. They won't actually fix it. They'll just say like, "Oh, it's fine. Just um, just immobilize it for a little bit." I'm like, okay, how am I gonna do that? I have to go to keg parties and stuff. You know, I can't. <laughs> I'm busy. I'm busy. So I have my big toe is significantly longer than all my other toes. Really? Which I guess is supposed to be great for balance, but it I do always feel like it's going to get caught in something. I always stub it. Funny. And it yeah I have like I put I put holes in all my socks. Are you serious? Like eventually every pair of tights because it wears it down more. Yeah, it's doing like all the work and sticking out. So I can't, I don't know. I just, I also don't like being barefoot. Yeah. Not even in the middle of the night, I'm like, and this is stuff when you have a partner, you just sound insane. Yeah. Being like, can you dust your feet before you get back in bed? You I'll know? wash my feet before I go to bed almost every night. Well, I ha- my feet haven't been exposed to anything. Okay, but of so course I sleep the, the with sa- the socks. Super socks no, on. nothing. But if I get up to pee in the middle of the night before I get back in bed, I clean my feet. I dust them off. Like a little towel? Um, yeah. Or, like, just with my hand, you know what I mean? Right. Because you can't be bringing those little yeah chunks of whatever into the bed. Makes sense. But you can't, like, ask someone to do that, really. I think you can. I don't know. I think you can ask someone to, like, can you um dust your feet off, please, before coming into the <laughs> yeah, bed? Yeah, it just sounds crazy. It's the same as people t- say to take your shoes off before you go inside the house. I hate being that person, too, and I never was, but then I got, like, a kind of a white rug. Right. And I was like, I guess I have to be this adult now. Well, do you have inside shoes? So I have inside shoes. To offer guests? Uh, not to offer guests, but for yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Many, many different kinds. But slippers. But inside, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, I you're a slipper person. Love slippers. See, I like straight-up shoes. I mm. wear have a pair of shoes I wear inside. I could do, like, a flip-flop or, like, a Birkenstock kind of thing where, like, But not you know, a shoe. Not, a like, a knockoff Birkenstock. <laughs> A Birkenstock. A Birkenstock. A Birkenstock. <laughs> a uh, it's a Birkenstock. Not right? a full shoe, no, because then they don't feel like I'm luxuriating at home. Oh, feel see? like I'm ready for business. <laughs> I like being in business mode at all times. Well, business takes place in the home now, so there's too confusing. much business going on. I I hate that. I feel like I can't ever turn it off. You gotta. Maybe you do your business inside and yeah. then keep the outside space for. Relaxing. Fun. I guess we're podcasting outside. Well, there's but. skeets out here a lot of times. What? Yeah, bad skeets. Skeeters. Mosquitoes. Oh. Mosquitoes. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're bad. They're so they're tiny this year. They're tiny. You can't ever see them at all. I'm covered in bites. Yeah. I'm covered at all times. And you have to do so much bug spray or wear so much clothes. You have to do all the stuff to stop them. It's almost like, oh, I have to go through a whole rigmarole just to stop the skeets. Or you don't. And then I'm like, You're oh, I just look like a... I have a heroin habit yeah, now. You get, you I'm, get peppered. I'm scabbed. <laughs> I'm a scabbed adult. Peppered tight. and scabbed. <laughs> yeah, they're real bad. I don't know. I I don't mind the business, the the home business. It's nice. I was doing a thing before I came here, and it was really stupid. A callback. And uh, yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah, it was, was a callback. <laughs> we were talking about this earlier. Was in person? <laughs> or you did it at on the uh, no at home, Zoom. which is great. It's like. I love being able to do that at home. It was an audition? I used to be fucking, you know, driving to Santa Monica or whatever. 
was a commercial or something for else? a cattle call commercial commercial yeah callback. those especially i'm like oh fuck yeah yeah those are assholes they don't, they don't need you to drive you all the way out there and then they make you wait they're God. never on schedule those people are some of the most satanic people alive some of them are very very mean yeah in a way that i find hilarious it's like to true. be a m- really mean casting director, I'm like, oh, you're like a cliche of what people think happens in L.A. Yeah. But you're just casting like a Salesforce commercial. Like you're not a cool director. Yeah. <laughs> it's the thing. It's like you have no power, but you're acting like you have. The people who have the least power are the ones who are the meanest. Yes. I, w- I was at a commercial audition once for this, like some sort of money app. And then... Uh, and the guy was so mean, I couldn't stop laughing. I was laughing out loud in oh with four God. other people in the audition. And uh, and he was just like, I don't, he's like, is this funny? Which is also like, like, is this funny to you? I'm like, you're doing the line that was in my head that I thought you would do. You wow. Know? And what did, what did and you I'm say? Like, I just, like, I don't know why this has to be hard. It can mm. be fun. You know what I mean? And then. Uh, what did he say? He said nothing. But then outside, I saw this kid, like, fully crying. Oh, my God. And I was like. Buddy, that guy's an asshole, and he doesn't matter at all. You'll probably never see him again. Also You're that fine. The kid probably... Um, it's not going to cut it. Sorry, sorry, kid. <laughs> That's what I said. Sorry, you better kid. get some bigger nards for this biz. Bigger balls and come back <laughs> or do something else. Yeah, it's not for you. Do but something it, else. I mean, it was like I understood his instinct, you know. Maybe if I'd been younger, I would have cared more. But yeah. I was like, this is so dumb. It's and the dumbest shit ever. I'm now convinced everyone you see in a commercial had fucking nothing going on that week. Nothing to work on? At nothing going on at yeah. all. Because it's always like, can you come in in one hour? Yeah. Drive across town. Or, you know, before. Or like, hey, can you... Last week they were like, can you hop on this audition on mm-hmm. Zoom in 20 minutes? And I was like... Yeah. Did you book it? Sure. No. Oh, okay. Absolutely not. I never book them. You've booked before, that's though, right? Tr- that's not true. I have booked them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done some commercials. But, but uh, you know, I've also auditioned 2,000 times. Yeah. So I it's, think it's at home now. It's fine. True. Do you have, like, a setup now? I'm a ca- I haven't done it yet. I've done it, like, some VO auditions online. I haven't done an actual audition from home yet. Wow, we got to talk to your agents. I know. <laughs> but also, I think <laughs> there booking. hasn't been an opportunity, really. Yeah. I guess there's a couple things. That could have gone forward, but maybe it just didn't. You know, it didn't go forward. We're not going. We're not going forward. We're not going forward. They love you. Had to go a different direction from Johnny Pemberton. Oh my God, they love you. They really love you. It's just not going forward right now. They just they're going a different direction. We're not going in the Pemberton direction this time. Yeah, you're great. I think they're. You know what? They're going. Uh, they're going diverse with this. <laughs> Actually, here's what it is. They have an offer out for the lead, and if that goes, if that goes diverse, they'll they'll look at you. But right now, I think they're looking at um. Looking at Jason Ritter, so uh, probably. <laughs> I think about bringing Amy Miller in. <laughs> you guys have the same coloring. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. They're just it went another direction with the the lead, so that's all it is. They, they love you though. We're you know, going in different lead directions, so we can't go the Johnny <laughs> direction anymore. My favorite is when they said they love you. They really love you so much. Cool, great. I'm glad I know that. Thank you so much. Oh yeah, they'll be like, we're gonna find something for you in the future. I'm like, what? they want to put, they want to plug you in. <laughs> 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 they really want to plug you in. It just this isn't the right thing. It's important to be plugged in, John. Yeah, they want to plug you into this. I think I think they're just look, waiting for the right thing. This feels a little bit um, feels like a, a younger role actually for you. 
Um, so they're just, I think, yeah, you just play a little plugged old in. for this You right don't want to be unplugged in this business. That's no. music business. You want to be unplugged. Yeah. This one, you got to stick it right in. That or you want to be like, who are you? Where are you from? Oh, cool. And you have to be, be like this. You have to be like, um, do, you me, do you want me to stand here? Like, oh, yeah, you're fine. How, how long have you been doing this? Uh, about a year. Oh, really? Cool. Okay. Because also all the, they put everything down. But okay, so you're new, huh? Oh, so you're some fresh fucking meat, huh? Yeah. Wow. So you're f- where are you from? Oh, cool. Wow. Really? So is your um, sharpening knives? Yeah, that's the best. I had that a couple of times. I didn't realize what was happening, but I was like, oh, this is like the wolves finding out. Like, oh, this is a, this is a newer sheep. I, it appeared to be a, an older sheep. It's actually it's a younger sheep. <laughs> <laughs> you have that gift, though. You look you look fresh faced at all times. Yeah, they you can want play someone 16 who sixteen or sixty. I think it's also a thing. A lot of times they want to be able to to give you the gift. Like, um, yeah, I found you. Yeah. Like, oh, you don't know how much you're worth, do you? Well, I think we like you for this. But uh, <laughs> Karen, come here. And look, look at the, what's your name again? David. Cool. <laughs> Karen, what do you think, of David? I think with the gla- with with glasses, right? Yeah. Are you willing to change your facial hair? What do you think? <laughs> you're like no. Can you grow a mustache? You can't, can you? That's that's okay. We don't need it. Matt Great. McCarthy always says no. Like, I'm not willing to change my facial hair or anything. He's right. Or, oh, it, he told a story that once he was like, they said, are you willing to change your facial hair? And he goes, not for this. Oh, my and God. Then he, he probably booked, booked it. it. <laughs> I'm, I swear to God, I've talked about this before. I've said that the first time I ever got a commercial, the first time I ever got anything, I sassed the person. Mm-hmm. So they asked me how old I was, and I said, I'm old enough to drive, but not old enough to rent a car. And they're like, you have to tell us your age, or we're not going to read he you. Absolutely and not. S- and someone interrupted her, saying, "Actually, no, he doesn't." And they're like, "Okay, fine." <laughs> and then another time, I was like, "Fucking, what did I say?" I think I was just—I don't know—I was just kind of, kind of little, just like, like you're saying what Matt said, where he's like, kind of just threw it away. Yeah. Like, Fuck this dumb shit. That is uh, RuPaul's main Hollywood advice. Is it Go really? To every audition, like you don't want it. But also, RuPaul didn't book anything for like 25 years. I don't think and RuPaul's then, ever booked anything. And then really just created an empire. Yeah. Well, Ru- yeah, RuPaul hasn't acted in that many things. So as much as I love that advice, and mm-hmm. he ended up being right because he got to do exactly what he wanted to do and right. like change the culture. It's also like, yeah, but you it's, weren't getting anything, Ru. It's about walking that line. Walk the line. What yeah. is that? Um, God, I'm trying to think of what um, was a movie recently. Where it's it's Allison Jones playing herself as a casting director. Oh yeah, what and I was, was like, that? man, why'd you guys pull back the curtain on this? That's so wild. Uh, what movie I was, was shocked that? she did it. I can't remember now. But they had that person come in. It was someone, and he was like, didn't want to be there. And they were like, wow, he really doesn't. Oh, it was the, it was in Barry, right? It was in Barry. It was in Barry. Yeah, you're so like, right. Yeah. He, oh, that's why she did it. It's a fucking amazing show. Yeah, yeah, I think she cast the show, and she. And after he goes in there, what do they say? Like, oh, he really doesn't care about this, does he? Or <laughs> something like that. <laughs> yeah. They were so amazed how, how little he cared about it. Yeah. I You got to ride the line. So, sometimes, though, like, if I, like, really, 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 really want something, then I'm I'm just absolutely bombing. Yeah. Because I'm so nervous. Yeah. Because it's, like, too much of – or I go the other way where I'm, like, this is too much of a dream – it's like like getting a part in the fucking League of Their Own remake. Oh, yeah. Is that happening? One of the, I think, multiple that are happening right now. Are you serious? I think someone's remaking the show, or turning it into a show, and someone's remaking the movie. 
God. Which, uh, the movie's perfect. I don't know why. Yeah, the movie's perfect, but the thing is, the movie's like, oh, a feminist property we don't have to flip the gender on? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, they won't give a shit about flipping the gender because it already is that way. <laughs> I mean, I would I would do anything in that movie. I mm-hmm. was like, I'll just be like a lineless, faceless person right. on one of the other teams. You know what I mean? Like, I can play decently enough. And... uh it was just so bad. I just bombed it so bad. It was funny to me almost. I'm like, yeah, it's not. That's what happens when you're yeah. like so pumped up about something. Did you work it well, really we've hard? We've been talking about Hollywood too long, Johnny. This is, well, I literally don't work also. So take none of my advice. Did you work on the audition really a long time? Did I what? Work on that audition a lot? Yes, I did. I, I got like a coach and everything. Did you work on like a shitload or just work on it a lot? A shitload. Hmm. Yeah. Got, yeah, I like booked had this special session with an acting coach just to go over that audition, which I've never done. It was too much. I should have done less. I guess I feel like it goes w- both ways. I've had things where I worked it really, 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 really hard to the point where I've done it so much, I'm sick of it that I want to just get it over with, so I'm not nervous. Yeah, yeah, that's another. That's a, I think that's the best way. There's also the way like the T.J. Miller style. Which is just going drunk and act like, <laughs> oops, oh, am I in the right place? Yeah. And then you I just should try that. Fump, you just fall up the stairs, basically. <laughs> you fall up the stairs. <laughs> One time I was like so shocked I got something. I was I convinced myself they must have been fans of my comedy. Really? I mean, there were hundreds of people there. Like what it was, was it? a pa- it was an Amazon commercial. Okay. And hundreds so it was of like auditioning or in the auditioning. Wow. And then I was like, you know, and then I, I booked it, and it's whatever. It's mm-hmm. it's an evil company. I really needed the money at the time. It's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah. And Amazon's not going anywhere. I was like, oh, they must have heard of me before. Yeah. And then when I went in to, like, shoot it, I, I was, like, mentioned that I did stand-up comedy, and they were all surprised. And I was like, you guys didn't. Okay. I'm like, why did you book me for this? And they're like, we liked you the best. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's fucking crazy. Why? <laughs> all that stuff is all, they don't give a shit about anything. It's all just if you look the right way and you have the right energy for the thing. There's so much stuff where it doesn't matter at all. They don't give a yeah, fuck about And you about were available anything. to show up that day because you had nothing else if going If you're available on. and if you kind of like fit the idea they've already been thinking about, it doesn't matter how good you are. Because if you're the right person, you can fail and you're still the right person because it's like, oh, you're just the person for this. Yeah. Well, then we know people got to just get like this good run in the fucking commercial game. And then you're the guy. You know, you're yeah. Dan Gill. And but it's like you're in every also, commercial. If you're in every commercial, that means you're not in anything else, though. Yeah. Which is not bad. It's not a bad thing. No, I would be fine with that life if I had stand up. No, thanks. That's, I mean, that's the big thing right now is I always had another thing I was doing that it was like, well, this doesn't matter that much. I'm like going back out on the road tomorrow to do what I love to do more than anything. Right. And now that I can't do that, I'm like, it's kind of a bummer. But Stakes then, are higher. But don't bring it up. You know, don't don't you tweet about the auditions you've been doing because people get a lot of feelings about it. They do. What do you mean? Yeah, I just like I tweeted like this succe- succession of roles that I auditioned for last week that I thought was like fucking hilarious and ridiculous because they are yeah they're always really nuts like Like what um well the ones that i posted about is like uh goth mom 
first of all, mm-hmm. that's how it was described, goth mom. So I like showed up to the audition in very goth makeup. Black lipstick? Turns out my son is goth. I'm a normal mom in a Christmas oh, sweater. Oh, you're a mom of a goth. Yeah. They just phrased it really wrong. So so in between like logging on and finding it, like after I found that out, I just wiped all my makeup off and put on like a sweater. Whatever. And then, uh, you know, there was one thing like racist bank manager. Mm-hmm. I think I could do that really oh, well. You could do it, yeah. Thank Hold you on. so much. Um, and then there was like a girlfriend of a guy in a show that's mm-hmm. like a great show that we all know and love um, that was like so unattractive that they were like, why is he dating her? <laughs> like they were shocked and like I rude about what it. Show. And it, oh, I'll tell you later. Just mouth it. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, come on. I w- I'll just go. I'm oh. not a great mouther. Just go. Like, I'm going to say your name right now. Ready? <laughs> yeah, but that's just one word. That's probably easier. It's harder to do one word. I'm bad at mouthing. What if you like this? Like a whisper will come out. Okay, let me try. Okay, see, I Did know what that he- is. I'm whispering, No one heard though. that. No one heard that. Nothing inaudible. I've only seen one episode of that anyways. People it's love it. It's very funny. People love but it. But yeah, and so it makes more sense when you know the context. But still, it's just funny. It was a funny collection of things. And then, uh, and then people were just like, wow, must be hard. To be a Hollywood elite or whatever. What? Who like, says guys, this? They can I'm fucking unemployed. Suck it. This is called free work. And I don't have the thing that I usually people, do year round that makes me happy. Because you tweeted about it, people were like, oh, oh. Uh. Yeah. And you can't put context in a joke. I mean, it's not that many characters. So it's like, I also understand I'm very lucky to have that many auditions in a week. I'm lucky my agents care. I'm lucky to be a white person in Hollywood. You know what I mean? And people are just like, at, at least there's roles for white people. And I'm like, well, no, I know, this? I know all this context. That's not true at all. There's not roles for anybody anymore at all. I was writing a joke. <laughs> Man, you got some people, whoever this is saying this stuff. My fans. No, th- I mean, they're even. They're not e- right. I'm sorry, that's not true. That's, even that's totally Moshe wrong. was like, like you're complaining because you had five auditions in a week, and I'm like, Moshe, if you want to be in the ugliest person in one episode of a show, I'm sure that your agents would set those auditions up for you. But you're beyond that, so like, let's not, you know. Anytime I'm people like, why give are you giving me shit, you're my friend. I don't get that shit at all. The whole like. <sighs> It's so such bullshit. The idea that any anyone in Hollywood has a has it easier than someone else is total bullshit. Well, I disagree with that. Okay, um. just go for <laughs> it. Um, I mean, I do think, like, luckily right now things are swinging a little bit the other way. That that casting directors and shows are very focused on diversity, and I am a hundred percent in support of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be hic- hypocrite if I wasn't. But historically, yeah, and still, like for stand up, yes, it is easier to be white. No In question. Stand up. See, from my perspective, I feel like all the funniest comedians I know are black. All the funniest comedians. Cat Williams. I, Cat Williams, 100%. <laughs> all the comedians I looked up to and thought were the funniest before I even started stand up. I black. know. But Johnny, being the funniest and being the best to you or to other funny people does not always equal work. That you and the amount of work that one deserves. If they there definitely is a don't, aren't getting as much work for sure yeah, because that's of what I'm racism. But at the same time, I think 
in terms of like the the sheer demographics, there's way more funny comics of color than there are white comics in terms of like the numbers of those people in America. I agree with you, but those are not the people that are on top of the stand-up game. If you're talking about, well, we have to talk about last year, but like selling tickets or getting booked or getting booked in acting roles. Like, yeah, that's not, if but you look at the most successful comics, the they're all white. Than the most successful comics are white. If you're really if talking Ke- about like top earners, Kevin Hart, top earner. You're also like think about people like fucking <laughs> where it's like well, if he was Joe Rogan's friend who was in the MMA who was friend. a black dude, he would not have the same opportunities. I assure you. Yeah, that's I would say that's true. But at the same time, I feel like I don't know. I guess to me, when someone's not good <laughs> and they're also famous i just basically look through them yes i know that oh so he doesn't even like exist i sort of like forget like oh yeah that guy is does not exist to johnny mcferberson um you're not going saying this i'm gonna have to edit this (laughs) you're not going the shop direction you just had to go a different direction this year um you know what also is it's kind of also like i think some people you can't i don't you can't fault him for what's happened He's like the... No one's going to say no. I know people that have, and I'm really confused. Like, friends who've been like, oh, I was offered an hour special, and I didn't feel ready for it, or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. like mad respect for you just, you know, caring about your art. But also, that's crazy. That's insane. <laughs> Take the money. Yeah. That is the thing, is even if you... I mean, I don't believe with you. I don't agree with you that it's not easier for... Uh, us in this town but um but even if i did i mean you have to admit it is easier to be white and extremely mediocre and maybe your favorite comics are people of color Mm -hmm. but they have to be fucking great absolutely undeniable nobody's getting like tell me like a poc comedy special or uh you know someone who's getting a ton of acting gigs who's like Bad to mediocre. I kind of think it's the opposite now. I think you can be a POC and not be as good. Well, <laughs> but we're talking about stand-up. Are you talking about acting? I'm talking about stand-up. Um, if yes, um, I don't know. I don't know about that. I think it goes like both the ways. The work they have to put in is so much harder. The the bar. I just think about how much f- higher. Funny people th- like Cat Williams is so much funnier. Than and anybody he does else. not get work, and that's also because he well, fights he's children a, and he's he does a fucking, drugs. He's probably bipolar. <laughs> yes. Cat Williams, there's no way Cat there Williams doesn't reasons. have something going on that wouldn't be fixed with lithium. Well, you know okay, I mean? this is a good point, though. This is another thing that, you know, you can also be great, 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 and white and have a lot of other issues, like, I don't know. Yeah, you're bipolar. You fucking show your dick to people. Like, you keep working, you know? You're just straight up raped in the LA Times and then he's back he's on the road not Cat Williams thank you you're proving my point he can be close to Cat Williams I I agree with you he's like a touch but he doesn't have I agree with you he can't fucking sell out any stadium in a heartbeat not a stadium no he can sell out clubs but it's still like 
to be so far from Cat Williams, like mediocre at stand up. God, people are gonna troll me. Um, I don't give a fuck. Mediocre no one, at stand up. No people, people listen to this podcast. And a rapist. That's shit you can do if you're white. Yeah, that's <laughs> and, true. And pay the rent. You can't. You know, it's not. Some of this, I think, goes on the fans too, because the fact that people like stuff like that, I think that's sort of like why do people people must like that stuff for it to be like yeah we're just talking so much specifics here it's crazy but okay i'll just say it i think some people i don't really blame them for their fame because i feel like you know if people like this guy that's fine if you want to like something that's kind of milk toast i think that there's people out there who don't really want to have something that's that interesting and they like someone like i totally agree they like someone like shab yeah i think that for me to feel like that's a detractor from my career or someone else's is to be not thinking about my shit enough. It's me thinking about like, oh man, why does that guy have all this shit? Not not me. It's so this it's is not, that's not a bad it's a bad outlook. It's a bad perspective. I agree with you um, when it comes to you know acting roles, making money in general, whatever. Like yes, there's like work for everyone. You can find a space for yourself. You just push and, like, be, you know, undeniable. You gotta be a motherfucker. But if you're talking about venues, club dates, even theater dates, like, there's a finite number of weekends in the yeah, year. Yeah, that's like, true. that is a very specific scenario where you can be, like, this mediocre person getting that weekend means it's less likely that I will, and I'm funnier yeah. than them. Because the club stuff, to me, because I've never been really pa- uh, patched into the club stuff, but I know you have, and... I guess I don't really you forget just how slimy and how like 30 years behind a lot of these club people are. Yes. They and that's really are just not they're not on the coast. They're not progressive. They're not surrounded by people who like are trying not to that be you have to be on the coast to be progressive. The coast, everybody. You know I mean? they don't, Thanks but, for voting early. If you <laughs> if you are if you are on the coast or if you're on like the third coast, like if you're in like fucking Chicago or Minneapolis or something like that, you know, you're in like those progressive Midwest cities. You feel pressure. You want to be progressive because you want to be cool. You want to be interesting. You want to be like hip. So you do want to book a diverse plot of people. But a lot of places, there's so many places where you just, I forget just how goddamn backward they are. Yes. And how they do but just those book. people also exist on the coast. You know what they I mean? They do. I don't, I don't like there are already I mean, shows. everywhere. Everywhere that's like not progressive. Every place that's a little bit backward. Everywhere that's like. But I'm, I mean, I'm saying there are there are shows, there are clubs in L.A. and New York that might as well be a fucking funny bone in Louisville or whatever. Oh, I'll never do a funny bone ever again. Oh, fuck the whole funny bone franchise. Well, this is an interesting time because th- now, you know, I mean, everybody fucking struggled this year. I, I truly don't like to see any comedy club struggle, even if they're run by an asshole, because... I, I just love comedy, and I yeah. want it to exist everywhere, and I want people to be able to go and see it. But, you know, there's, like, there's like cool people opening clubs right now, which seems like a fucking insane thing to do. Really? Like to where? start this year. <laughs> I guess it kind of makes sense in a way, because um, if you're like, okay. And a lot of those dinosaur guys are going to go under. And yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not celebrating it, but I'm also like, you could have adapted at some point. But, you know, a lot of comedy's back already, which is wild. I see videos of people 
friends performing inside. I hear people talking you know? about on podcasts about their dates, and I just like I don't understand. What are you doing? I don't Where stand up inside indoors with people? It's how insane. you're getting on an airplane, you're flying it. somewhere. Mm-hmm. Is there like a shield in front of the stage? I don't get what's no. going on. Sometimes, but usually no. So the audience doesn't have masks on because they're eating and drinking. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're distance. There's less tickets sold, right? Yes. So the only difference now is that they take your temperature when you come in, mm-hmm. which is the easiest thing in the world to do, and basically probably stops no one. It's almost like asking someone, are you going to kill anyone? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on into this <laughs> movie theater. Um. We don't have a metal detector, but we did ask anyone coming into the school if they <laughs> want to kill children. Yeah, exactly. They've all said no, so yeah, I, don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. No it's one's happening, and and even, you know, with everything that's happened this year, like, man, a lot of those lineups, including a lot of shows in L.A. that are backup outdoor shows, all dudes, 100%. Are you serious? Yes. Can I, can I, I mean, be devil's I advocate for this? Because I want to work. Can what? I be devil's advocate for this? Yeah. I my mean, deb- you, sure. My devil's advocate for the reason that so many dudes is because, I even talked to Billy Wayne about this, is that a lot of these dudes, especially all dudes and also just the type of dudes who are getting, getting booked in clubs, they're the kind of people who are like, you know, they just don't give a fuck. So no. the kind of people who are, they're yes, not they scared of anything. Quicker they're quicker to go like, back to work. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. They're just kind of, it's just that bullish mentality, good or bad, and that's why they're getting booked. Oh, yeah, totally. And they sent the emails immediately, you know, March 30th. They're already <laughs> sending yeah. avails. And it's like, yes, I've, men in general, it's, I mean, it sounds like a sweeping generalization, but they were the first to go back on tour. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of the calendars filled up with no women. And it's like, yeah. I want to work, but it also would be bad for me. My fans would be like, this is really irresponsible you think that so? you're doing an indoor club tour. Oh, 100%. 100%. I mean, that's the thing, though. Do you? I, I almost wonder now if it really is as bad, as, as dangerous as I used to think it is. Um, That remains to be seen. I yeah. mean, it seems pretty dangerous to be... Comedy, very specifically, is just such a, like... You know, it's people in an enclosed space with all their mouths open. And they're if talking... If you're doing well. I mean, at Callan's shows, there's a lot of probably closed mouths. <laughs> but those guys did get COVID. <laughs> Brian, yeah, I think someone Brendan, how you guys doing, Brian? Brendan, you guys know me. Uh, you don't, you know, you know me. You don't give a fuck. I don't know. I don't know either one of them. I, well, I honestly know them. have no beef with Brendan Shaw. But I, I, I mean, don't I, beef with him either. I don't know really anything about him except, you know, I just he has know that, that special. His out. fans are not mine, and mine aren't his, and that's yeah. fine. Yeah. There's probably a couple crossover in there, but. Who cares? Um, <laughs> but fuck Brian Callen. Um, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Someone <laughs> tweeted this. I think it was Curtis Cook was like, God, like he's how so are fucking funny. surprised these guys are going back out on the road already? Like, they rape people. They don't care yeah. if someone gets coronavirus. That's what I'm saying, basically. I'm saying the same thing, basically. Is that they're the kind of people who are, that's just the mentality. So, yeah, of course it's those people. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I just, um, you know. I miss it. It makes me sad. But I try to feel hopeful with, like, the new clubs I know that are opening that will be booked by better people. and Like, what are the new clubs? Shit seriously. Well, <laughs> I have a plug. Um, plug. So, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be in the Bay Area. There's a new club, Alameda Comedy Club. They were working on opening it mm-hmm. last winter, so just bad timing. Um, but they're doing their shows outdoors. 
distanced. Nice. Might be chilly because it's like second weekend in November. Um, but, you know, masks, all this stuff. I still feel kind of weird about it, but I'm excited to perform again. Yeah. But that was like, yeah, that guy just, he's great. He just got really fucking bad luck because he decided to open a comedy club in the winter of 2019. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like bad luck. But at the same time, it also maybe it's a good thing because it allows you to, if you're starting fresh, you can take all these considerations in and you can move from that point as opposed to having to retrofit your entire existing business. It's true. It's yeah. got to be harder to be like, oh, we've been doing com- like any place that's been there forever, like Comedy Works has to rethink everything and it sucks totally. for them it's so hard because everything works so well. So everything already works so well, you have to fucking change that. Yeah. It's like you're fucking with the magic of the place. Some of these places are just so great. Yeah. I gotta if, imagine that. I mean, because Comedy when, Works is so good. Comedy Works is awesome. If and when we go back to normal, though, then it's like everyone has these new skills. Where, like, let's say a hypothetical, like, there's a vaccine, we can do comedy as we always did, mm-hmm. whatever, which is like TBD. Um, then they'll probably still live stream their shows for money. You know what I mean? Yeah. They'll be like, oh, Chappelle's here for 12 shows. Like, you know, we'll give, you know, maybe he wants extra money to put him online. But or no whatever. one's paying for that with live stream shit. Not for They not are for at Comedy Works. Maybe for uh, I mean, Chappelle, like, maybe for someone else. But they're not this was just at Comedy Works and people bought tickets to watch it online. I can't think they bought that they're, many. I mean, it might not be a ton, but it's still like, you know, for the club and for the comic, it's free money. They're literally yeah. turning a camera on. Like, you know, I think people. Oh, do you know um, David Rodriguez? He's a Denver comic, super funny. I think I do. I don't know. He's if opening I know. a club in Fort Collins. Okay. And uh, he was also it was in the process last year, so he's Damn. barreling forward. But like, I think it's gonna be great. But you know what? I love any club that I am already booked there. Yeah. <laughs> so love David. Love Alameda. Comedy I wonder if club. I'll do comedy again. I wonder if I will. I mean, Duncan and I were supposed to do a tour in Australia in July. Obviously, that didn't happen. I think it's been rescheduled for 2021, same summer again. Yeah. But who knows? The islands are so fucked. Who knows? It might not even happen again. I know. It freaks me out, man, because it's always been this, like, saving grace. It's like, whatever happens when I'm in town, like, whatever, being on a couple shows, auditioning, fucking... It's already hard doing enough. voiceover. I have this whole other life that is a, let's all admit it, validating. You know what I mean? What, on a nightly up? basis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's fucking therapy. Um, And social and like, you know, if you're good at it, then you just don't even think about all the other shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, I it sucks only having the first part of like, you know, I need to get a writing job or I need to get yeah. cast in something. There's just no balance to it. And mm-hmm. that's fucking gnarly. And also the stand-up and is again, so much an incubator for other things. What's well, okay to for complain? Like I think it's nothing wrong with complaining a little bit. It's just like you're getting it off, out of your ch- off your chest and stuff, you I know? I just think, yeah. I, I just, I like to be aware. Because also, just to clarify, when people are like, at least you don't have to work a fucking real job. I'm like, no, I have shitty jobs right now. Like, I also am doing that. That's just not interesting to talk about. So Also, anybody who complains about someone complaining is complaining themselves. Yeah. I'm so I'm so completely done with anyone talking shit online about anything. I feel like it's so 2019. You like when I do it though. <laughs> but you don't talk shit. You fucking like you're not talking shit. You're like um levying charge. I don't think it's different. You're not making fun of someone for complaining. You're like being like 
someone who's you just make such bold claims. I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe you just <laughs> fucking nowhere. said that. I would never say that. Say it. Maybe I thought it, but I wouldn't be able to say it in a way that's just like, holy shit. I try to make it funny. Like though. when you it's said really that shit about Cordelia, about people like saying nice set just to a guy who's taller than you. <laughs> that to me, I just couldn't believe that. It was like the biggest bomb. Not bomb, but like a just like <laughs> mic drop. Cause oh man, I could just feel I could just feel myself in bar lubbage watching someone say, Hey man, nice set. Yeah. To someone just to just to say to them. There's like guys walking up to him that don't even know him at all, you know, but are like, well, I'm a comic, so we're peers. Like, it's like, what hey, are you going to get, man? Great set, man. Hey, so th- many hey, thanks, people. Man. It's just all these <laughs> it's people. It's always the same exchange. It's all hey, these thanks, fucking, man. like, Appreciate that. <laughs> tiny dick motherfuckers just causing, just trying to be. It's people who don't realize they can have their own agency. People who think someone else has to do it for them, so they have to be, God, if only I can um, make friends with this person, they'll, like, they'll save me. It's like save yourself, asshole. Yeah. No, I know. He might like you if you don't say if you save yourself. Yeah. I was think I I've always been like very um I don't know, just vigilant about not being that person almost to like an extreme degree. Like I I'm always like cuz you do meet people in the industry who have something maybe they could offer you or they're a, past you in some way, but you really like them and yeah. I always want to be like I just want to make it clear. I'm not a fan. I mean, I'm a fan. You know what I mean? Like, I love what you do, but I, like, want to be your friend. And it's not yeah. because you can do anything for you me. You can also just ask people <laughs> stuff, too. I think that's the thing that gets... Un- yeah, gets um, You can ask people stuff. It's okay to ask for what you want. And if you don't get it, it's, like, it's also fine, too. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I'm talking more about, like, establishing friendships. Because mm-hmm. I just... You know, like, people who do have something to offer... Or, like, in some sort of gatekeeping position. Just have comics, actor, whatever. Just people being so fake to them on all the time that I just, like, feel bad. I don't know. My, my boyfriend works in the industry, so I'm like... Yeah. Sometimes I mean, I'm like, that person's not really your friend. He just thinks you can help him. <laughs> all you can ever do is hope someone sees you and, like, likes you enough that they want to bring you with them. Or you can also just someone. You can just go up and someone say, "Hey, would you watch my set? I love your comedy. Huge fan. Um, would love you to watch me perform." Yeah, yeah. You can do that. If someone did it to me, not that they want to do that to me, but I mean, if someone <laughs> did that to me, someone did that to me, I'd be like, "You, you are you mistaking me for someone else?" Probably. And but people have asked that, me that, and I do watch. But I also yeah. like I I love watching comedy. I love like supporting friends that are doing well and performing. And, like, I think there's something to be said for just also really enjoying the job that you're in. Yeah. That you will end up having more opportunities because people are like, oh, he's in this. He's just totally. into it. Yeah, if, you, if you're if you not, not just. like a weird ladder not climber. passing through. Be here. Yeah. I'm trying to think when someone told me something about that, like the idea where you just, um, uh, I don't know, some crap where. That's why a lot of times I think in auditions they ask you how long have you lived here because they want to just see. Oh yeah, if you're how um, broken down you are. <laughs> how broken down, but also, just are you are you still in it? Yeah, yeah, totally. I know. I've had in the olden days. Um, I've had times I like show up to a friend's show and they're like, 
what are you doing here? I'm like, oh, I like watching comedy, and I like you. And they're like, you trying to get booked on this show? I'm like, no, I'm literally just trying to have a good time because I love this job that we do so much, and but I yeah, want to laugh and like but have a cocktail and hang out. But you want to throw me up? Sure, I'll go up. <laughs> I'll do a quick five. Yeah, throw me up. And it's just like, and then you remember like, oh, a lot of people do live in this prison of every place I go has to be like, what's the opportunity here? Yeah. You know, what's the angle? Like fucking just have a good time and things will come. Or do both. You're doing both a lot of the time, aren't you? No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always, because I don't You're more calculating than people think. Um, I guess so. I don't know. Do (laughs) people think I'm not calculating? (laughs) That's what I've been hearing. Oh, because I'm know, thinking I about. I told people I was coming here today, and they're like, "You're not, you're going to his house. He's not calculating at all." <laughs> really? No. Oh. No, I've never heard that about you. But I think you have a, but you have a persona of like a, you know, a fun time guy. Yeah, that I, like to I have think fun. is you, and you are fun. Let's. I mean, I'm a fun guy. I like having don't fun. Don't get me wrong. You like having fun, but there's like a, there's like a Kyle Kinane level of fun time guy where it's like. He's he's never looking for the angle. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's literally just having a good time. Well, Kyle is also someone now who says stuff. Sometimes I see him like reading like some comment and posting about it. I'm like, why are you fucking reacting to this fucking troll, man? Like, oh yeah, I'm mean, not get into that too. It's a sickness. Yeah, I've seen Kanane like delete his Twitter and come back over the years and be like. You know, I'm, it, I mean, it's something I struggle with, too. Like, why do I care? Well, so we all want to be loved. And certain people will push that button because they'll be like, oh, well, what I know from liking his comedy and, his and like, knowing his brand is, like, because people do feel like they know you in a way. Yeah. Um, like, you know, he's not going to get upset. He's a chill, fun-time guy. And then it's like, well, no, he also, like, is a person with feelings. He is super Midwestern, so... You know, and we all want to have like approval and love. And, and he's like, self-deprecating. Sometimes people catch you right in that moment where you're like, "I know I shouldn't care about this, but it just is so infuriating." Because, uh, and the the number of times that <laughs> I have pursued it, and then people will be like, "Oh, I'm really sorry. I didn't think that you would see that." And I'm like, "You tagged me. Why wouldn't I?" Because like maybe what? a lot I'm, of people Tell me don't. an example of this. I don't, I don't Just people being shitty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or people with criticisms or suggestions. Because, well, I mean, this, we have to talk about this because the whole thing that female comics get is so much more significant. Oh, it's, it's it's so constant. It's almost funny how how many times it doesn't bother you. To me, you like, know what I, mean? I love looking at your replies. I was looking at Allison Stevenson's replies. I was looking at Megan Gailey. Like anyone... Like Megan Gailey's replies, mm-hmm. the people and Blair Saki, anyone, I love seeing the replies because to me, I fucking, I'm obsessed. I almost <laughs> thought about starting a podcast called Reply Guys, where I just <laughs> talk to female comedians about the Reply Guys. And like, we like, yeah, because I'm just fucking fascinated by it. To me, it's just some of these people who respond, I just can't believe, like, what do you think? Who the fuck do you think you are, man? You're such what a fucking troll, but you're like acting like you're. In, so, in oh, some ways, they're it's like, amazing to they're me. It's often, so funny. Yeah, uh, often they're like right on the money with who they choose. You know what I mean? Like even the people that you listed, I'm are all friends of mine. Like, it's we're all deeply sensitive women. Yeah. <laughs> but we've also like put everything out there. It's like like I don't really have that many boundaries, zero really, with what I'll talk about or put online. So mm-hmm. like, I mean, not like 
I don't have an OnlyFans or whatever, but <laughs> not yet. But yeah. it's like I've given you everything, and so you want to just like push Giving and get everything. one. All the joy, I Um, and you just want to push and get one more thing, one one more reaction, one more little. Just you want to like stoke the flames of my already passionate feelings that i live with every day <laughs> like why here's a suggestion you know what <laughs> just to suggest the stuff and they're like you know what you might want to do actually or that's really great what you're saying but um i think it would be better it's like <laughs> what are you talking about yeah you don't know how <laughs> like to do just, this any of it oh i love it it's just the funniest thing ever it is so routine that like yes sometimes you're in a specific mood and someone catches you and you like respond or go after them or whatever you feel something but it also happens you know a hundred times a week that i feel nothing i just block because you're so used to it i'm used to it a lot of it is you know there is a percentage that's like actual trolls like bots and then it's actual bots sometimes yeah really yes how do you know what's that look like occasionally i've done some research damn um And I've done the research. It's, I mean, it sounds like a true mental illness, but like as just to reassure myself that people are not a hundred percent evil and terrible and sad um, and vindictive. And this year, I think that's been important to remember because, again, it's my only exposure to people, really. Like, right? Because I've been, I'm not on the road. Like when I'm touring, I have the most hope for society in our country yeah, you feel you get so like people full, are rad juice, most people, people are good you know most people are not assholes they're supportive and they are just working hard and living their lives and they want to yeah. have fun but if your only exposure is online then like so occasionally i'll go down a rabbit hole of like a great example is anytime you can all do this at home if you have listeners at home, you can do this. Absolutely nothing to do with, with Amy your Miller. I didn't even introduce you, <laughs> Amy Miller. And you Jesus Christ! Oh Amy. yeah, <laughs> introduce oh, you. Oh yeah, hi Johnny, I'm Amy. Um, yeah. If you're interested in the psychology of trolling, which I also am interested in, I I I worry about people. A lot of it is empathy. That's what's fucked up. Yeah. As I'm like, God, people are not men are not okay right now. Um, mostly that's who it is. But I'll go down a rabbit hole. If you ever, if you follow like the Laugh Factory account or even Comedy Central's Instagram account. Absolutely not. Every time. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Okay. Comedy Central's Instagram account. Every time they post a woman comedian, a lot of the comments are like real feedback, you know, from stupid people who are like, oh, she could have done this better or she has great stage presence. This joke Mm. bombed. Like idiots, right? Um, But then there are like thousands of what I believe to be true bots that like their only purpose is like find, you know, outspoken women online and shut them down as much as possible. Cause I'll go through and be like, is this a real account? And it's so often a dead end. And then also like comedy central doesn't like block all those accounts. So it's every time a woman comes up that it's like the same comment over and over. Like, you know, when even just women aren't funny. And then, and then a lot of the time I'm telling you, a huge percentage of the time, it is a child. Yeah. Like a oh my god. Yes. Boy. Totally. That's and a thing. That's who I do engage with. That shit's fucking funny as hell. I noticed that when I played Call of Duty, is a lot of times some of these kids who are talking the most fucking vociferous shit. Yeah. Talking like saying stuff I can't believe is coming out of my mouth like this. <laughs> N word. Yeah. F word. Like 
just crazy. I'm not sure which word you mean. Can you say them? I will <laughs> off mic. <laughs> Brian Callen would say them. No, I don't know if he does say those words. Just that's the one thing about Lucy K that's again. sort of a shame is that he was the person I've heard say the N-word in a way that was, f- he did say it. That coffee shop joke is very funny. Well, I'm thinking about the one about the... Um, <laughs> His other N-word joke. Yeah, the joke about... You shouldn't have more than one. I know well, that. Maybe it's the same same one. It's a, a guy in Boston walks outside, sees it's rain, raining, and says, fucking N-words. Oh, no, Because people no, in Boston no. are so racist. That's no, the joke. No, this is... Uh, I mean, I can't believe we're breaking down Louis C.K. jokes right now, but, man, he sure was a great comic. Um, yeah. He... It this is like g- just him describing <laughs> a barista... Yeah. That's doing like all the you know top shelf barista work. Like the the setup is, I do sometimes want to say the n word, but it's not in the context that you think. But it's the only word that fits the occasion. So then he describes this hipster like yeah. you know doing the foam and making the swirl and all, and then he's like that n word made the shit out of my coffee. <laughs> it's like <laughs> very funny, <laughs> but also. Yeah. Okay. I guess um, you could say that word in 2010. Um, it'll be back, probably. Who knows? Who knows what's gonna, gonna happen? Come back. I don't. I, I think anything can happen. Now. Anything but can happen. We're in, we're in the uh, point of no. Guinness is making a non-alcoholic beer now. <laughs> Guinness I can too. No. Well, Guinness <laughs> is making a non-alcoholic Guinness. Like Guinness. It, it barely has any alcohol to begin with. Exactly. That's like the beer that when I used to nanny for this British woman and she would drink Guinness really? pregnant. Because she's like, it's got, it's actually it's supposed got to be good. loads of iron in it. Yeah. It's supposed to be good for it your, like your milkers. <laughs> <laughs> Fills up my milkers. Iron for my milkers. Uh, it's got a lot of nutrients in it. Yeah, it does. God, yeah, I think I might half be, a Guinness. I'm going to chug some Guinness she's tonight, Irish maybe. Now. <laughs> it's been one night. I didn't drink for one night, so I feel like I have to drink again. How much do you drink now? Um, That's an interesting question. It really fluctuates. When's the last time you had a drink? Like, because I... Oh, um, two days ago. Okay. I mean, I drink regularly. Yeah. But I fluctuate on, like, some nights, I don't know, it's in the stars, whatever's happening, probably I'm depressed. I want to rip it up. I always ask you. But it's a fun Because I feel like I trust you. Some people I won't ask because I know they'll just be, oh, yeah, I'm having a cocktail. Of course, I know you're having a cocktail. Yeah. I know you're drinking. Some people I know are not drinking. But some people I know walk that line. Like, I'm always feathering it. I'm always, like, you know, I'm never hard in the paint. But I'm never, like, sober, sober. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, yeah. I I have, you know, one or two nights a week where this is the thing is, like, I still really enjoy drinking. I fucking love it. And it's a problem. That is a problem. I don't but think it's I'm a problem, like, though. I'm not down about it. Like, I'm having fun. Mm-hmm. I think. You know, this year it's been weird because you're like, well, should I be drinking this much at home? You know what I no, mean? No, but also, But home is why my not? favorite place to drink. Listen, I'm safe, okay? Me too. It's like having a fun mom. Like, if my you're going to do it, do it in my house. That or Do the it under my roof. Airport. Airport bar. Yeah. The greatest thing in the world. Also, on an airplane, I've had Jags where I'm drinking. I'm going between Delta, <laughs> Delta fucking jet fuel coffee, yeah. which is 100%. Delta Dom. It's fucking blackstrap molasses. <laughs> There's some funk in there. There's like a taste. I think they honestly use Robusto beans and not Arabica beans because Robusto beans are cheaper, but they have this sort of actual rubbery taste. Yeah. And I, I actually love it. 
I'll have like a that tiny six ounce cup of Delta coffee, followed by a Chardonnay, by yes. another cup of coffee, another Chardonnay. That's my jam. I'm so fucking lit, and I'm on the plane. <laughs> if it's a five hour flight to New York, I've just written enough material for six months. Totally, yeah. Just fucking, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm chugging. I'm going I, like a fucking I, freight train. I do miss that. I don't miss travel that much, but once you are in that zone on the plane, it is so My fun. God. And some about the Chardonnay hits up there. The Chardonnay, like, with none the other, co- like more than whiskey, because you're like fuck whiskey, it's man. Like the you, Chardonnay is where it's at. You're taking opiates, like you're like I feel so high, fucking cloud nine. Especially yeah. you got the music going too, and cloud no, nine no reference. That's for you. Um, oh, was it? <laughs> no, oh, it was God, accidental. Cloud nine, yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, the music, maybe a little movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and listen, some of those jokes, once you land, they're not actually. You can't even put together what was so funny but about it. But you got a minute. Air, like if, if you, it's 10 minutes, you, you got one muscle. minute of it. It's good, right? Yeah, true. True. Working the muscle. Um, yeah, I still, I, like if I got, I definitely have also had nights, especially this year, where I'm like, oh, this became a sad drunk. And yeah. that's not okay. Not good. But for the most part. I have fun. But then, I'll, you know, if I rip it up for a couple of nights, like last night, I didn't drink at all because I ran out. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> it just the well went dry. No, because the night before I had like, I don't know, four whiskeys or something. So then last night I was like, what's your whiskey drink? Um, what do you mean? Just well, you whiskey know. on the rocks. Oh, never have a drink. Never have Sometimes a mixed drink. Sometimes a soda. Well, usually I have like a LaCroix. I really crush. Um. Soda water like no other. Yeah. You know what my favorite drink drink is? Scotch and soda. I love it. Johnny Walker Green. Yeah. Soda. Twist of lemon. Delicious. <laughs> when that gets about two-thirds the way finished, some new flavors really open up in there. <laughs> the scotch, I'm telling you, I had no idea all this time. All this time I was like, scotch, so gross, so so pea, so smoky so and gross. Woody, yeah. But when you get down after a while, stuff opens up and like this is Got so many flavors in it, like apricot and like yeah. butterscotch and stuff. It's fucking delicious. Yeah, with so I feel like the soda brings it. Oh out. yeah, yeah. That and- I can't drink straight scotch, but I do love whiskey and bourbon, mm-hmm. and uh, love a chardonnay. I invented um, a gin drink that's really great. What? It's I don't gin, gin, but I want to hear it. Well, this is you get like some good botanical gin, like not like Tanqueray, not even fucking Hendrix, like a nice like something really fruity, like a local gin, and um. Extra junipery. Not super junipery, more like just other botanical heavy. Mm-hmm. You throw two ounces of that on the rocks, and then you pour in, uh, you do, no, sorry, you shake it with um, a full full squeeze lime with the uh, the gin. Shake it on the rocks, a little bit of sugar, a little bit of simple in there, then soda. That shit, oh, it tastes. That sounds really good. It tastes too good. I feel like it's one of the first drinks I've made where I'm like, this I would is, drink that. Oh my god, it's so good. It's bad. It's bad. I do think it's important uh, to mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Like my my idea of like, you know, let's say like a sad family alcoholic, like my uncles or whatever. They're like they're one substance men. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like. I drink this. You know, my Uncle Dink had probably 24 beers a day. Uncle Dink? Yeah. Shut up. Uncle Dink. Uncle Dink. I haven't talked to you about? No. That's wild. Uncle Dink? Because you would love Uncle Dink. I love the word Dink, by the way. Uncle Dink. Yeah, they they nicknamed him Dink because he was a fucking giant. He was so tall. So when he was younger, they called him Dink. And then um, he actually died last year. 
This is not funny, but it's funny. If you, so I have a joke about Uncle Dink because he Uncle like Dink. lived in a. Uh, is this in Oakland? He lived with a crow. He. <laughs> he had this a was pet like a cartoon, crow. Uncle Dink and the Crow. <laughs> yeah, he had a pet crow. He died last year while buying more beer. Nice. And uh, listen, I partially blame my mother for this because. Yeah. Dink did get like he was very old. I mean, he's in his mid eighties. He was getting kind of sick. He went to the doctor for some heart issues, and they gave him a bunch of medication. And they're like, "Uncle Dink, yo, dude, if you don't take these pills for your heart, you're gonna die any day." And uh. he was like, "I don't need no goddamn medication. I'm good, you know." And we're like, "Okay, so maybe he wants to die. Maybe yeah. he just doesn't want to be told what to do by an elite. You know what I mean?" Some there's some old saying gay about doctor. that. No, I yeah. don't. <laughs> I don't know if the doctor's gay. There's someone who said that about like you know go to the hospital. The quickest way to get sick is to find out, go to the get a test. <laughs> yes, yes, that is you didn't know real. Beforehand. My family truly thinks that way. My yeah. mom still to this day, she's like, never had a mammogram. Don't want to know. And I'm like, yeah. all right, well, a cool. uh, good thing doesn't run in our family. So my mom, I'm with my mom in Bakersfield where she was living until recently, and uh, we're in the car. She calls Dank. She brings him his groceries when you know when he was sick. She right. would, she's very sweet and she takes care of everybody. So she calls him and uh, and she's like, "Okay, I'm going to the store. What do you need?" And he's like, uh, "Some wieners for me, some wieners for the dogs." Shares hot dogs with the dogs. That's nice. Um, some bread. Uh, maybe some more beer. And then she's like, "Oh, I brought you 74 beers last week. Don't you think that's a lot?" And he goes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so sincere. I'm like, Mom, he really don't know. <laughs> he really don't. <laughs> he just was like, it was like, I, maybe in your world, you know what I mean? But this is what I fucking do. So yeah. that's probably low for him, like 10 beers a day for a week. It's not Because he's getting much. up with the sun. He's a big guy, too. Doing work all day. He's a big dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, you ever seen that movie? And she didn't bring him any more beers. And oh, no. he went, wait, I'm almost done, went to the Albertsons outside of Bakersfield, got in the little, because he wasn't feeling well, got in the little, like, motorized cart, you know what I mean, to pick up the beers. Just fucking had a heart attack in the middle of Albertsons. He did. Yes. Keeled over on the scooter. Oh, my God. Uh, Died on the spot. Albertsons <laughs> didn't close the store. When there was a dead man, like, they called 911 and stuff, but, like, I don't know, there wasn't a manager on duty. Like, no one thought to just shut down what the do store for, or rope off that aisle. So then there was all these customers complaining to Albertsons Corporate, like, yeah. hey, I went shopping, saw a fucking dead guy today, and it's not really how I like to shop. So Albertsons had to, like, give out gift cards to people, and then my mom complained <laughs> to be like, that was my brother. Why don't you give me a gift card? And <laughs> they did. She got something free out of it, as she does. I want to know what the amount of the gift card is. <laughs> That's so telling. What I think it was a hundred bucks or 100 something. Hundred bucks, okay. But it became. It, it was like in the local paper. Like it was this whole story. Like you know, a bunch of people at Albertsons see a dead guy. They're mad, you know. And then she's like, "This is my fucking brother." What like, a bunch of shitholes. This isn't a very nice obituary. <laughs> so she complained to Albertsons corporate. Got a fucking gift card. And I just, we, I mean, the fact that he died buying more Bud is dope. He's a Budweiser (laughs) guy. Yes. So that's what, yeah, going back to my point, it's like one substance. You know what I mean? I'm like, 
I have fun drinking. I like it. I like the taste of different mm-hmm. cocktails. I like wine. Do you have to stick with... I am too old now. If I switch cocktails a night, that's on the next oh, day is yeah. ruined. Yeah, in the same night, for sure. You got. I've only recently, in the past month, been like, you know what? I started with a scotch and soda. That's all I can drink. I yeah. can't switch. If I switch... The only exception to that rule, I think, is if you're doing like... Whiskey and beer. Yes. I was about to say Which we were scotch and soda to drink. <laughs> I can go to a Muller Light. Yes. I can go to a Coors Light. Sure we can. You can wind, go to your <laughs> wind down a little bit. <laughs> if you're doing a scotch it's almost like a, a class. If you're doing a um a scotch and soda, um whiskey neat, whiskey uh whiskey and soda, you can go to a Coors Light, to a Muller Light, to even a, a bud to a Bud Light. To a Guinness? Or the I don't iron. Know. I don't know if you can go to a Guinness. <laughs> Any type of a, a light beer in the American light lager category. You live in you, California? You get can a do Pacifico that. for you yourself. Can do a, you a can nice do a Pacifico. Corona. Pacifico, very light beer. But if Even you're gonna, a Pilsner, I'll you get into Stella. You can't go to a craft beer. No. You can't go to a full-bodied IPA, Pilsner. Diarrhea City. You're going to be ruined. I, <laughs> you can't. You got to stay. So here's the, here's the deal. A couple of my boys and I, we're going to go camping. A one-nighter. I planned this about a few months ago. Fun. One nighter, no sleep really. Go out to middle of fucking nowhere. Bring probably you know eighty beers. Yeah, that's it. Is that a lot? Bring about eighty cores lights. Oh no. <laughs> well, this one I was about to say. You seen that movie Manchester by the Sea? Yes. I I just love the Afflecks. I mean, who Same. cares? You know, people hate them. Love the Afflecks. I used to hate them, but now I love them. Love. Remember I mean, that? Casey's a bad dude, but I is love he bad? Him. Yeah. Bad like what? Can't even keep up with. Really? Like rape bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or no, I think physical abuse. Physical. I'm sorry. Let's be. S- not everyone's oh, a rapist, no. Amy. Oh, yeah. Casey Affleck's not a good dude. But, okay, continue. I'm sorry to just um, rain on No, your it's not. I actually want to go back to talking about the 13 year olds again. Because, well, here's the thing I realized 13 year olds, everyone on Reddit, I realized recently, if you see something like comment on Reddit, that's a 14 year old. I know, they're kids. You just forget that the anonymity of someone posting. You don't realize that you this is... You don't want to talk about Manchester by the Sea anymore? I do. Okay, so what happens was he comes home. <laughs> he comes home, right, after yeah. he's been on the boat all day. Yes. And she asks him how many beers he had. He's like, I had like, you know, 10, 12. She's like, really? It's like one an hour. And I'm like, and I realized that, that logic, it works. <laughs> yeah. One an hour? If you're out in a fucking boat all day, you have one beer an hour? You're basically That's sober. That's what Dink's stu- You're doing. You're fucking sober. Yeah, he's building stuff. He's planting shit. If it weren't know? for that movie, I would not be able to justify. <laughs> there's so much drinking I've justified by the Manchester by the Sea um, r- ruler. But at the same time, that's also a movie about a guy who gets so loaded that he lets his family die in a house fire. You know what I mean? So it's <laughs> yeah. like the worst thing where the guy who's justifying that also, he ruined his life Yeah. with that. As long as you don't get to that, like, uh, yeah, I think it's definitely better if we're comparing to be uh, a Manchester by the Sea yeah. alcoholic where you're, like, drinking a little all day than to do that, like, I worked all day, now it's 7 p.m., I got till 10 p.m. to get fucking loaded. Right. Like, that's much worse, and I think. And you're getting think. powdered Cramming up, too. Cramming it in. You gotta get powdered up. If you're getting up. powdered up. <laughs> When you're getting powdered up, that's when <laughs> shit starts to go bad. That's like with Dink, who was uh, previously also on drugs, and he would mix he with hard up? liquor. He was powdering up. He was powdering oh, up. Oh, there's there. like an incredible story of Uncle Dink like stealing an airplane while he was coked up. And my powdered. aunt 
was there with the, they were with friends they went on a whole flight i mean he had been in the military he like knew how to fly a plane but they were all yacked out just he's a pilot flying around yeah he was he was are you sure we're not related <laughs> I'm not i kidding. mean i do feel that we probably are um, question quick question it's okay shit is there a reason you have your purse on the table why because i don't put it on the ground it's bad luck <laughs> that was my check that was a uh. test because i was like does she know that does she yeah. know how she lives because that's how all the women in my life live by you don't put your purse on the ground well, no not Sometimes if I'll you see respect blair the do money it. that god gave you i'll see blair do it i'm like blair uh what are you doing <laughs> i'm like oh wait you're just super white that's elite level shit it is but it's also like i think there's a difference between there's a lot of white people I don't consider myself the same kind of white as the white people who aren't superstitious. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think there's there's a schism. Yes, there is. Because I mean, you're talking about also like lower class white people. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But course. that's the thing. This we is are like different. I feel like but there's we a can thing. still take advantage of the advantages that someone like <laughs> gets. Like right. we can cosplay as fancy whites if needed. But also, I think it's a kind of thing where, okay, uh, I, you know, a lot of uh, black people come from the South for obvious reasons. And there's a lot of white people from the South. There's a lot of commonalities between people from black and white people, but it's because it's a regional thing. And yes. I feel like there's a lot of poor people or lower income people from the South. Yes, culturally, like when you're talking about like habits like this. Yeah. Uh, what kind of food people eat. There are many more commonalities across class than... And region. And region, yes. And then, you know, it all breaks off, of course, when it comes to opportunity and, like, you know, we're also not going to get shot by the police. Sorry That's to be a true. bummer. There's obviously, However, like, there's obviously diff totally tons yes. of disparities in that. Yes, but poor people ha always are going to have shit in common. And, yeah. and, like, growing up, you know, I'm from an extremely diverse place. I'm from the East Bay. And, like, I would have th a lot of things in common with my black friends as a kid. Yeah. If they also grew up poor because, and their family was from the South, because we're eating a, a lot of the same foods. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. My mom's fucking making a pot of beans or whatever, you know, when th money gets tight. Totally. Uh, you know, greens and ham hocks and all right. these sort of things and, like, the most delicious fucking high salt cheap foods to make. Like, they're all still the best foods. Um, you know, uh, other things that happen when you're poor, like, we would also have a lot of relatives in jail. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I get you. And yeah. then it takes, you know education and time and age to work out like we have these commonalities but i there are many more things that you have to deal with than mm -hmm. i do um but yeah no it's i mean people from the south like yeah superstitions food you know music politeness. to some degree church religiosity and I church think, i culture. think politeness is a thing too because if you don't have much money you have to your dignity is more important to you so you have to be more polite to people because it matters more yeah yeah it's a thing where it's like you say yes ma'am yes sir and you do certain things because you don't, there's not a lot you don't have a lot else so it's important to yes. be yes we have a lower threshold i think for like well i mean you and i might not be great examples because we're also comedians but in general in the culture a lower threshold for like 
embarrassing ourselves for like being publicly humiliated because when you're poor Mm -hmm. it's like you know so much of what you worry about that it's like yeah Yeah. i'll I'll button up so i can sort of play with you know in fancy culture i can seem normal um which is again like you know it's much easier to be an imposter and cosplay in rich culture if you are white than if you are black totally it is totally it is commonalities the same time it's that thing where when there's stuff levied against white people in popular culture, like, oh, look at these white people doing that. I see it, and I'm thinking, Psh, I've never done that. <laughs> yeah. Would never do that. People I grew up with wouldn't do that. Yeah. That's like a it's different kind white of... People there's, shit. It's rich white people. It's also a kind of white people where it's just tacky and also people with bad taste. Yeah. A lot of people just have fucking bad taste. And it's, I feel so embarrassed when people are like, look at what these white people are doing. And I'm just thinking, that's not white thing so much as those are, or it is white thing, but that's like a different kind of white person. Yeah, than, it's more related to than, class. Than, yeah. Yeah. I don't know that. That's not yeah, something I know. And regions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, this is a great example. Uh, a few weeks ago, there was somebody, there was like a, a thread on Twitter about black candies. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see this at all. And again, like these aren't things I respond to because if I'm fucking lurking around black Twitter, like it is truly not my place to speak really? up and be like, I know about these. But it, but, you know, I just like think about it because someone was like, <laughs> it's really funny. Like someone's like no white person in history has ever had a now and later or something like that. What? And I'm like. Well, this is also, I grew up in an urban place. I got all my candy from a liquor store. So it's like, there's also this this commonality from growing up in a city that I'm like, I ate all these candies. I'm not going to respond to this thread because it's absolutely not my place. It also sounds like it's just a bad joke that's also not true. But a, not a lot of black all. folks related to it, and they were like, this is true, and then started listing all these other candies. <laughs> I'm like, Because I grew up in now and later, and I grew thread. up in the whitest place in America. Yeah, I no, knew two and black people before I was 18. Maybe it wasn't now and later specifically. Maybe it was a different candy, but whatever it was, it was like, oh, m- like my sisters and I ate these a lot. Yeah. But we're also in a city fucking, you know, buying our candy at the market across the street city, where we didn't pay for shit. My mom had a tab. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, they would write these tabs on the back of like a, they would rip the front off like the Marlboro carton or any cigarette carton. And then they had a stack of tabs from the neighborhood. Damn. And then every once in a while, she had, you know, a windfall or or got a bonus right to the liquor store. Just pay off like 300 bucks from the last couple months of just us getting candy and milk and cat food or whatever. They I were some angels. Ca- I want some candy right now. <laughs> I know. Me too. Jesus. <laughs> I want some. I would like a now and later for real. <laughs> I haven't had a candy like that in a long time. But that is like, you know, the the people in my family that are extremely racist, like I think my grandma for sure was in very selective ways. It's not better racism, but she's just like, you know, my grandma owned a business in a black neighborhood and she's very much like, yeah, yeah re- all, I love all my neighbors, just hate the teenage ones. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, that's not, uh, you know, you're afraid of teenage black boys like that's what you're saying and uh it's still really bad but it's complicated i mean that's like the root of a lot of white supremacy is like okay you and i we started financially in the same spot we both grew up poor but 
I need to be better than someone. Right. So I've decided that I am better than you mm-hmm. because you are. But it's like, you know, a lot of people in my family are working shoulder to shoulder with people of color their entire lives. Yeah, And then totally. are still adult racists somehow. And it's just because they're ignorant and they're like, I got to be doing better than somebody. That's that is, no, my God, that is such a thing. The whole thing of uh, when you don't have anything, the one thing you can do is be better than a black person. Mm-hmm. If you have nothing, if you have, you don't have shit, you're fucking poor as hell. It's like that's where a lot of that stuff comes from. It's like I gotta have something, and at least at least down wide. Well, and th- I mean this like we're so effective at white supremacy, we're able to instill it in people who are not white. I mean mm-hmm. this is also like, like I think the prediction is like six. No, that's too high. Maybe fi- half of like Latino men in this election are predicted to vote for tr- for Trump. That's fully just but like that's also a different thing too. That's a machismo thing, I think. It, yes, some of it is machismo. Especially when Hillary was running. When Hillary was for running, sure. That was definitely like, I'm not voting for that fucking bitch. Yes, and that is like a lot of the theory for sure. But I think that's there's why I also for Trump, something because he's so macho. <laughs> yeah, that's why I voted for Trump and Hillary because I'm not going to vote for a woman. So, <laughs> well, but, now um, you got two men. So how are you going to choose? Uh, well, I'm going to vote for the more macho one, Trump. Obviously, <laughs> okay. Trump is fatter Mine's and he's bigger. He's like a yeah, you know. Biden's skinny and like kind of a feet. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm wondering from Daddy Trumpy. <laughs> um, but I, I think uh, some of it is also like white supremacy absorbed. You know, it's like these Latino men being like, and obviously I cannot speak for them. But also, if you're voting for Trump and you're Latino, like, fuck I mean, off. Or that, if you're anybody, it's that it's a class um, thing too. It is it's a just, class. It's all yeah. the thing we've been talking about. It's just crazy, weird blending. Of classism and racism, and where they become the same thing. Sometimes they're not the same thing. Sometimes it's like you forget about it because of the the class makes you forget about race. I think a lot of times, like I was insulated for a long time against it, to where God, I'm trying to think of something recently I thought about, where I was just like, oh my God, I just basically because I wouldn't, because I would never do something like that. I think that people I like or respect who are white would also never do that. And I realized, oh, wait, I'm wrong. Yeah. Just because I wouldn't do it doesn't mean that someone else is, isn't doing that. Because it, to me, it's just, I think like, oh, man, why would you ever do that? It's so wrong and so stupid. And yeah, What'd it is wrong and stupid. Front across? I can't remember. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't something I did. Something oh, I, 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 re- I read about someone doing. Gotcha. I just can't believe. It's like, why would you be so stupid? And uh, I guess it's just hard for someone to rem- remember, like, oh, people are, they do act from a, a place of stupidity and, like, defensiveness. Yes, and ignorance yeah. and, like, lack of exposure. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't forget about race. I mean, not in, like, I'm hanging out with my friends yeah. for POC that I'm thinking about it all the time. Like, you just did something really Mexican, you know. I'm not doing that. But I am thinking about it all the time. But also, like, you... You grew up in a very white place. Oh, the whitest place I've in been America. I've exposed to non-white people my entire life. But and I also traveled a lot as a kid. Traveled yeah, sure. a shitload. So I got sure. to go to like the Middle East and stuff. So if you, I think if you see a lot of different people when you're young, even though it's not the same as... Exposure see, is everything, yeah. I think. I mean, yeah, and you know, like I grew up super religious. Like uh, I, part of the reason I broke from the church was largely because of homophobia because I'm like, I live in the fucking Bay Area, dog. Like, yeah. I, of course I want to have black friends. I'm like a 
fat high schooler who's into musical theater. Like, those are our friends. Like, right. like chubby girls and gay guys <laughs> in high school are peanut butter and jelly. Like, we always find each other. Yeah. So it didn't make sense to me. And it's like, but if I didn't have that exposure, right. you know, and that awareness, like, it's just everything, man. And it, this year has been interesting just seeing people, my friends who have kids who rightfully had to move out of cities because they lost work or whatever. It got scary. And I'm like, oh, like that little kid is my friend. Like, I love your child. Please don't raise her in an all white neighborhood. Like she's just going to be different and weird and it sucks. But it's also, you know, my sister moved out of Oakland because they had so many shootings on their block. And it's like, oh yeah, well when you have a kid, it's a little bit different than if you're like 30 in Oakland, like chasing your dreams. Yeah, it's like totally it's different. dangerous, but you're like, yeah, I live in a city. It's dangerous, but uh, the payoffs are so great. But if you have a two year old and it, you're at work all day and she's like with a babysitter or whatever, like there's no reason to live in a shitty like, neighborhood. What if, you if don't they have go to. to a park and then mm-hmm. I mean, it gets trickier when you have kids, but then totally. also. I don't know. If you have a kid that grows up in a city, they're going to be a cooler adult. Maybe. Or maybe they'll be a Republican later because they're so... <laughs> that's what I always think. All, all my friends who have kids, Hollywood, I just see them become Republicans because their parents are so Well, that liberal. depends what their lives look like. Yes, I mean, a few kids, I'm sure, rebel. But for the most part, it's exposure. Like, if you are... You know, if you go to private school or whatever, that's different. Like Like white ass crow up in that tree. (laughs) White dominant private school or whatever, and the fucking in uh, Laurel Canyon. Like, yeah, your life's a little bit. But if you're exposed as a child for many years to a lot of different kinds of people and queer Mm -hmm. people and everything, like you just you can't be a Republican. You can't. I mean, I know that it happens, but I think those people are mentally ill. I also think the Republican Party is about to change in about four or five years. <laughs> yeah. I really think it is. Like, the whole Lincoln Project shit. Yeah. Like, those folks, you know, it's going to... Trump just is, isn't sustainable for them. No. No. And, like, you know, for a party that's been so inextricably linked with the evangelical movement and mm-hmm. evangelical churches... Like, which they're just lying to themselves at this point yeah. to be like, we're voting for Trump because we're Christian. Like, no, this dude never stepped foot in a church. That guy is the least Christian person there is. Like, yes. It blows my mind. It's, he's evil. But even if you're not like he's large scale evil, which I do think he is, you know, he's just a degenerate. It's like all the things I learned in church that were wrong, he does. Yeah, Drugs, he's, he just prostitute, a, you know. He's a classic cheating. narcissist. He's a classic sociopathic narcissist in a way that's just textbook yeah people have had to do a lot Mm. of intellectual jumping jacks and lying to themselves to convince you know to to be like i'm a christian and that's why i vote for trump but the new christians are the sjw's (laughs) i gotta go that's what colin quinn said that's what colin quinn said in his new book he's right though i think he's right He's talking about he's, he's basically oh, likening the pure. I fucking love Colin. Quinn. I love him so much. I you think he's like the hottest comedian. Hottest. Like he makes me the horniest. Do you think? I don't. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I don't think Colin Quinn is straight. You don't? No. I do, but I've also been in his presence and I felt the raw sexual energy between us. Are you serious? Yeah, I <sighs> love Colin Quinn. Damn. And he is so funny. 
But Alex, I think Colin, if you're listening, which you're not, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a, such a big fan of his. I just want his attention so bad. I want, I want him to be like, dude. He was like, I love him so I've, much. I've loved him forever. I've always thought he was so attractive and He's so just smart too. So funny, so, so smart, smart, so kind. He was at my fucking comedy seller audition, and oh he was. Like, if there's that person at the table that, like, tries to make you comfortable because you're supposed to be there that night or whatever, it was him? like, it was Colin. And he was just like, Did you? That's way weird when you. I couldn't think. It's crazy when you can't. He's like, Come on, what are you doing? You want to sit down and come sit down? And I'm like, Oh, yeah, I just don't know where to put my stuff. When was this? Um, Last spring or something. And then, uh, and he was like, How's that work here? Did you get passed? He's like, You auditioning? Well, I'll tell you. It's kind of. I mean, sort of. Okay, it's part of the mystery. But I was like, oh, I'm auditioning tonight. And he's like, you're going to be great. You've done this thousands of times, right? You know, your set. And I'm like, he's like, it's just another set. And I'm like, I will kiss you. I'll suck your dick right here at the back table. Like, he was just so kind and so open and immediately made me feel comfortable. And then Esty kind of saw that. And then, like, I did my set. I did really well. She passed me to my face (laughs) and, like, never responded to an email. But like Passion that's means, fine. Like, you're in. Yeah, yeah. No, like I got passed. I mean, it's a no-brainer for you. As far as I know, thank you. That's very nice. But it's not nice. I'm I'm not being nice. I'm never nice with this stuff. I'm always just like, uh, the truth is that makes sense. Well, thank you. I like mean, a, she had no context for me. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, but you don't need someone context. referred me. You don't need context. If you go out there, your type of comedy, it's like when you open for Segur, it's like oh, yeah, of course. Thank you. It just makes sense. It's not like yeah, a thing I did where well. And then Colin followed me, mm-hmm. and, and he then he <laughs> so bad. No, he's like he did an additional like, give it up for Amy. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that great? And he's like, I'm I'm auditioning to get out of this fucking place. You That's know, funny. like said something funny, and uh, yeah. So then I just never heard from her. People like Judah, like you know, they've known her for you are like, that sounds typical. Like there have been times she like passed. A guy never responded to his emails, but then was giving a guy with a similar name a lot of work. And then the people realized later, like, she just got them mixed up. But then That's what that guy at the, at <laughs> eventually the... she was like, why does this guy keep bombing? Like, I thought he was so funny. And they're like, that's not the same guy. SD. The guy at Largo. He told me to email him. <laughs> Patty. I emailed oh, him, yeah. email him like once every six months and no response. But um, I think. Uh, his name is not Patty. That's what he goes by. Or something like that. Some Irish it's, shit. Yeah, yeah. You're being a little bit anti-Irish right now. But I'm, now anti- I'm anti-Irish publicly. Now his real name has lost my... I've lost it. Fuck. No, I love that guy, but same thing. You know, he's the Irish... Like, I performed there a couple times. The Irish are a problem. Like, we both know this. <laughs> are you Irish? Yeah, Miller's Irish, isn't um, he? Um, yeah. Like, I have black Irish roots. Yeah, the Irish are... I mean, I'm English. I'm pure yeah. English. No Irish at I'm all. I'm Irish and English. Um. Uh, but no, same. Like, yeah. I and then I would be like, "Do you want me to keep following up? Because I think I'm just annoying you." And then he's like, "Yes, yes, keep following." I think you should always follow up. Then when I see him like there, motherfucker. But with oh, SD, he's responded I just had to, to you. Yeah, he's responded. Nice, nice. Um, with SD, I just had to stop and be like, you know what? This is gonna work itself out when it works itself out. Yeah. And then the whole world shut down, so it like didn't matter. But um, I'll be back there. It's fine. It was still exhilarating that night you yeah, know what i, I mean and the interaction with colin and whatever colin. anyway sjw's are the new christians Continue. that's what he says <laughs> he says they're the new puritans because he's yeah. saying how the christian right in the 80s and 90s 
they were the new Puritans in America. It was the Christian right, the new, the nouveau Where Christians. We have this set of rules they can never be strayed from. Um, we will always be checking people on whether mm-hmm. or not they're adhering to these rules. It's so I mean, puritanical. Like, I see the comparison, and I hate the term SJW, mostly because it's been lobbed at me a lot. Um, but you're not the typical SJW. Well, because I, I like to have fun, and I like jokes. Yeah, you're comedy. not Puritan. Um, I'm not, like, trying to check for everybody, and I try as much as I can to judge people by who they are in real life mm-hmm. and my interactions with them. I think the combination of, like, I must, I assume what Colin's talking about, I haven't read his book, and you can tell it's me. It's the new one, the, the 50 States Roast. Yeah, I want to read it. Um, Understated, maybe? Overstated? But if yeah. you focus any of that stuff 100% online, like, yeah, you're going to, your theory cancellation every time all You're the cancellation crap well it's like who got canceled you didn't think should be canceled give me a minute but i don't yeah, know exactly well, here, no here's the deal <laughs> i think the fear of it is more than the actual reality it's the classic he is with he who is without sin should shall cast the first stone type of yes. thing and no one is without any sin so and I, yeah, I mean, I, I understand the comparison fully. And I know, you know, even someone like me who's been called an SJW many times. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like with that auditions tweet I was telling you about. It's like I'll say things and assume like, okay, if you know anything about me, then you know my perspective. You know I'm on your side or, you know, whatever. Like, we probably believe the same thing. But things. that's Amy, that's what I'm talking about. So you're just checking me on nothing. That's, that's the Puritan thing. But it's, is if you start, it's, you start it's always cutting white down SJWs. <laughs> right, because yeah. those are the people who are most defensive. You're, you're cutting people from your own ranks. That's why it's not sustainable. That's why that Puritan mode of thinking doesn't work. It's because if you go after everyone... No one is going to be perfect. But that's No one's a, perfect. Go after everyone. And if you levy charges against people, there's, there's rapists, actual rapists, who have been treated... There's people who are not rapists, people who have, like, said something, you know, they've said something that's really bad. And they're being treated as poorly as a rapist. Who? Like, I don't understand. I can't understand. think of an example. I guess to, from my I perspective, it feels like that. I think the monster that we've created of, like, talking about cancel culture is so much bigger than the reality of it. Because the reality is that there are still plenty of creeps and racist and terrible people that work yeah. regularly because... Everyone, like, no matter what we all think about this, everyone is sort of making these judgments based on other things, too, where it's like, well, he's really funny, though, or she's very likable. So then no one, you know, it's like, Jezelnik is a great example. He's uncancelable because he's a dear person who's playing a character. Yeah. Um, But I think, you know, without maybe a certain other number of qualities like he is very kind from what i know he is very handsome he can can be be. he can be um you know he can also be very tough but like because he's set up this thing that's like oh these are this is a character these are just jokes they're just jokes for all of us like we're fucking comedians right but he's like untouchable so why you know if cancel culture is so scary and we don't let anybody say anything why is Jezelnik still working? I think because it's, it's not really as bad. It's as not as bad, but also I think a big part of that whole culture is when someone's public persona 
differs from their private, it makes people mad and it makes people want to pull them down. I think that's a lot of it. Yeah, with comedy in particular. I mean, I think that was a big, big thing with Louis is that, well, first of all, what he was doing was extremely wrong and fucked up. Mm -hmm. But also because he was this person that we're like, he tells the truth. Yeah. If he really did this, he would have made jokes about it, you know. And it's Didn't like, he well, he did make jokes yeah. about wanting to jerk off in front of people. We just weren't listening because, mm -hmm. you know, fans assume they know somebody. And then they're like, so, you know, there's a huge chunk of people that just still are like, I don't believe he did it, even though he admitted to it. How about That's I someone mean, who I'm kind of like, because and I have been friends. Not like close friends, but I've known her for a long time. Well, that is a great example because truly, like. What have you gotten out of being a friend of Me? some fun party nights? Uh, the my what, what thing what is I get out of it. What do you mean, like get out of like in terms of uh, how much has it added to your life, like spiritually, emotionally, energy wise? I don't think any more or less than anyone else. That's interesting, because um, to me, he seems like a lot of work to be friends with without much return. I would I would say I'm not like quote unquote friends. He's someone who's hard to talk to because of his brain is, it's like yes, a, it's a, it's and a, he has a lock on injury. On. Yeah, he's like a crazy person, kind of. Yes, and it's not a crazy person, kind of. He has proved himself to be an unstable kind of a yes, lunatic. Yes, and that, and he's he is a great example of this because he's also someone who's been enormously kind to me in ways that other people haven't been. Well, Johnny, first of all. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm not saying as an no, excuse no, no. at all. I'm saying as something like to keep like in a, mind. It's like a when things are uh, there's like that thing when things are crossed. You're like, yes, but a lot of the time that's in, that is intentional. Like abusers, you know, and I'm, I'm not necessarily saying this about, but I think right? so. Manipulative people, charming people, abusers. Fucking cult leaders. Yeah, they have a lot of kindness. Yeah. They have to balance it out. It's also part of the manipulation a lot of the time. Uh -huh. So we all have those people that it's like, oh, it's hard to believe this guy's a rapist and he's been so nice to me. Well, yeah, that's how there's fucking nice serial killers. You know what I mean? Who, totally. The Golden State Killer was a great neighbor. Like, you know, people in, enjoyed him in many ways. So, like, I hear what you're saying in this business in particular where a lot of people don't do shit for you and they just don't extend a hand those things stand out a little bit more than if it's your neighbor or whatever. Yeah. But it's also a true t tested tactic of manipulators and abusers to be kind in certain circumstances and to align themselves with certain people. So, like, for me, I'm this person that when a comic has allegations that he's worried about, like, I'm who they fucking call. Or want to get lunch mm. with. Because it's... <laughs> I'm not kidding you. It happens all the time. Yeah. I got a call literally three weeks ago from a comic who has never called me. Didn't even know he had my number. He got it from someone else. And we're making chit-chat. And I'm like, what's this is going a cool, on? You're like a fixer, Amy. I fucking this is hate cool. it. No, I don't want to be in that position. And it's bullshit. Too and late. it is a manipulation where it's like, oh, if I'm sort of like publicly friends with this person, then people will know. There's no way Amy Miller would hang out with it. Oh, they're trying to be friends rapist. with you. Yes. Oh, okay. See, I thought they were asking tactic. you like a like an opinion, like what should I do? What is this? It's both. Okay. But it's also like let's hang out because you will balance out these allegations somehow because yeah. people have this idea you don't put up with this kind of shit. So like whatever. My thing is for the most no, part. No, I, I see what you're saying. Honestly, what you're saying is not something I really thought about before. 
Especially with <laughs> because I kind of also don't really think about it a lot. Well, and because you not have pleasant the parents. To think about it. Because many people with fathers mm-hmm. fully understand the charming but manipulative, abusive person. You know what I mean? Like that is yeah. m- our parents' generation. That's a very common kind of man, right? To be shitty to the people that you love the most and charming to the outside world. It's like, that's just someone I know, so I'm never surprised when it's comedians. But for the most part, like, when people fucking rail on cancel culture, I'm like, I ha- I really struggle to think of someone mm-hmm. who truly lost work in a major way that everything else didn't kind of align. You know what I mean? It's like, when that shit happened to Leah, people are like, here's a clip of him saying something shitty. Here's another clip of him doing something weird. Here's a 200 fucking screenshots of him, you know, and literally a shit. Yeah. And personally, like women's interactions with him have been bad. So things tend to line up. You know what I mean? Like no one has been a huge shock. I would say on a personal level, as much as I, I try to be aware that people can manipulate as abusers, but also like make my own, make up my own mind about people one on one. Shane Gillis was probably the hardest one for me because I like him when I ever see him. And I think he's super funny. He's very funny. And we get along and we seem like two people that would hang out. So, um, but in that case, you're also talking about fucking Lorne Michaels, a massive corporation, a very conservative dude who also doesn't want any heat. Like, Shane could have said sorry and probably kept the job. But he decided saying sorry was some sort of weakness or bad. I don't know. Like, I haven't talked to him about it, but... You guys are friends? You know each other? We just know each other. We're not friends. No, because, again, I also... Although my instinct is that I like him and I would spend time with him, um, and I think he's hilarious because of maybe where I'm from, because I've always been surrounded by Asian people, Mm -hmm. I just wouldn't hang out with somebody that would say shit like that because I think it's stupid, fucking lowbrow, ignorant shit that he said to make his dude friend laugh. Like, that's what I don't like about it. That whole Shane thing to me gets me because I feel like I made up my mind before I knew anything. Then I saw more about it, and I was like, oh, this is not a great thing to say. But he was doing a character of someone who was bad. He says, but it still sucks. It still sucks. He didn't change his voice. When I do characters, a lot of times I'm all like, oh, yeah, we could have fucking gone. I do a thing where it's clear I'm doing a character. It's, it's, yeah, it's both, it's both things. doing an impression of It's both things, and it's the kind of thing where... I no, mean, he I, was doing an impression of a landlord. He I, was. <laughs> I He's totally not a landlord. Hear, I totally hear what you're saying. I, but there were also many other examples of him yeah. saying stuff like that in a setting sure where he's like on fucking Legion of Skanks or whatever, where it's like, that's what you do there. Yeah, those guys, I don't, don't want to hang out with those guys. They don't want to hang out with me either, by the way. There's no question. We're good. Um, but, but they respect you, I'm res- sure. Uh, comedically, probably some of them respect me. I don't. You know, but I, you know, I can't really care about it. Um, yeah. You know, it doesn't, yeah, ma- it doesn't fucking matter. Who gives a shit? It doesn't fucking matter. Who at all. gives You're a right. shit? But like that, aside from Shane, I think it hasn't been that nuanced. Like everyone that gets quote unquote canceled, I'm yeah. like, 
yeah, no one has a good story to say about even people that don't get canceled. Like uh, a female example is like whenever fucking Eliza said some shit a few years ago, like mm-hmm. women aren't funny or every time I see a woman at the improv, she's talking about her pussy, whatever yeah. ignorant shit she said. And we're all like, Eliza, you've never been in the showroom unless you were on stage. You're not fucking watching anyone set. But that was a thing where just that little story, just the floodgates opened of people sharing stories Mm -hmm. of times that she was shitty to them. You know what I mean? It's very infrequent that someone has a mob trying to get them canceled that a lot of people are like, I... That guy's actually awesome, and this yeah. is wrong. It's almost never. I mean, I'd like, I would love to think of an example. I just thought of one, but it escaped me, but it also wasn't that interesting. God, I don't even know. And like, like someone like Colin Quinn, I mean, that's a great example. He's got this monster in his head about what young people are doing. Well, it's with generational. Cancel it's culture. generational. That's a yes, thing. Yes, that's a, a huge part of it, but it's also fem- he's not in danger of being canceled. People fucking love him. He's a great guy. Like, right. they can go, oh, he's just older than me, so we have different ideas. I think there's people who are um, also not going to get canceled because their public persona matches up with their private persona. And it's kind of like, like, yeah, that person's a, a scumball. That's what they do. That's yeah. their thing. That's what, here's what kind of gets me all the time is what happens to actors. Someone like Kevin Spacey, I think I had a tweet or maybe I was about to tweet like, Man, isn't that weird that the guy who's famous for playing these terrible characters is also terrible? Isn't that strange? <laughs> yeah. Wink, wink. Isn't that weird that this amazing actor is was not acting? Yeah. Isn't it strange also that literally every actor ever, except for like three of them, only play themselves? People always tell us who they are. I mean, I always. fully believe that. Always. Louis told us. Yes, TJ's he screamed it from the us. fucking rooftops. He said, "Like I'm a fucking, yeah, I'm a fucking bad guy." Yeah, and he's, you can't be that good at playing a bad guy unless you're a bad guy. Like fucking, what's his name? Uh, what man. about Danny Trejo? I Seems don't know. Seems like an angel. <laughs> <Doesn't he? laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like, it's like people like that. Okay, like like Trejo. Difference between I think like a guy who plays a villain, yeah, and a shitty guy. I think that's like a dis- like villains. I think can be very nice people. They can in be in real life. But also, I bet that I've heard stories about Gary Oldman being like a a raging piece of shit. Yeah. But I can also sure he's. It's also probably just being mean. It's not like cutting someone's hand off or some yeah. shit like that. Like I can see Trejo being like, "Yeah, I fucking work for someone and we had to do something." <laughs> it's like, oh, you're a fucking gangster, man. You're like a, literally a fucking gangster. Yeah, so he's probably very sweet. The um. So good to those taco employees. Yeah. Trejo's tacos, baby. Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey, though, that guy talks about pretending to be Carson's son. He did that for years. He would pretend to be Johnny Carson's son to get free tickets to stuff because he was so good at it. Yeah. He's such a great manipulator. I don't know. To me, it's something And and I bet there are a handful of people that are like, well, it's confusing for me because Kevin Spacey was always so helpful to me and nice and kinder than other people are. Because you always pick a few people, you know? See, again, we're going back to what like, I was talking about before. Right? He chose said, you. <laughs> not that he chose me, not that he chose... It's like he didn't do anything special. No, I just mean like... he's sweet to me too, but it's like, it just co- doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Also, I don't really even know what the allegations are. Are you going to even put this episode up? 
I, at this point, I feel like if, you, if people don't candidly talk about stuff. Yeah. We're discussing things with nuance, I mean, maybe which I, is rare and sometimes makes people mad. I have said a couple things about some comics that I don't love, but at the same time, it's like they're never going to hear it. And even if they do... Just like, don't tag. Sometimes got, people do that thing where they like tag someone in. You know, on Twitter, they'll be like, oh, they were talking about you. Yeah. Listen at the 20-minute mark. And it's like, why would you do that? Like, but, yeah, it's fine. I don't think. But I, we're talking I, I haven't about, said anything I wouldn't say publicly, but I don't yeah, know. But, but we're also talking about, boundaries. like, we're not casting aspersions here. We're saying, I'm talking about how I have difficulty with situations because I think about this and that. How there's this thing where there's this lot of gray area in how I feel about certain things. Sure. And that makes it difficult. And I refuse to like kind of like levy a charge on someone because I don't feel like it's this thing where blasphemer. It's sort of like it's it's everything. There's a lot of stuff going on, and I don't feel like it's my place to condemn anyone. No, it's a dangerous spot to be in to condemn anyone because then people will just you know find ways to find out shit about you that you've done wrong. But I mean, I think you can still make good choices about. Who you work with, who you promote publicly, who you spend friend time with. And like, I believe you that it is also hard for you because like you're a good dude. And I feel like pretty good. And that is this has been I mean, you're not stellar. (laughs) No, but I I want I don't want to be stellar. You are a good hearted man. And I've I vandalized properties before. (laughs) Wow. I have. I've vandalized many properties. You tag shit? This is no, I've up. done stuff like worse than tag stuff. I've but like you fucking don't hurt people, as I far as I know. Maybe you've yeah. hurt some. I've gaslighted people, ext- gaslighted people to sure. the extent that it's probably um I would consider what's the word, kind of evil. Mm-hmm. Gaslighted like strangers, just to fuck with them. Why? Oh, not even partners. No, strangers. <laughs> okay, a <I>, side. <laughs> What do you what do you mean though? You know, like pretending like something isn't true that's true, like to maybe some person who works at a hotel. Okay, yeah, but this is also like your prankster side, right? Exactly. I'm talking about your heart, separate from yeah. being an agent of chaos or liking right. to mix things up because it's funny to totally. you. Totally. Which is another kind of mental illness. That's a different I'm thing. I'm not a prankster. I I hate that shit. Oh. But I like to watch it sometimes. Right. Um. You know, I love Brennan Walsh, but I could never do any of the things that he does. Like yeah, well, Brendan sometimes goes too far, too, <laughs> for his own but benefit. I'm saying, I think also Brendan has a good heart. And I and I like, encounter a lot of these men in comedy um, that I... Like, do you know Sean Jordan? I Sean Jordan. Thi- I probably do. He was from Portland. He's, yeah. like, on all fantasy, everything. Oh, yeah, okay. Sean, you know, we've known each other for years. He's always been a good example of, like, these allegations would come out about people and he would be like, man, I just don't see it. And I'm like, well, every fucking woman, you know, sees it. You maybe don't see it because you ha- are a good man with a good heart who, who like, n- does not want to hurt people. And also can't imagine. I can't imagine someone can't, doing that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that is a big, I can't imagine someone doing that is a really big obstacle to well, that's Well, that's me 100% for a lot of misogyny stuff. Misogyny and in comedy. Well, for me, it's the racist stuff. I'm always like, can't imagine why would some why would someone do that? That doesn't seem like it makes sense. Yeah, because a lot of times racism doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you do that? You're, you're being counterproductive right now. Yeah, it's not very it's not a very effective way to go about doing something. <laughs> it's just not nice. Yeah, it's not uh, it's not very nice. And if you, I don't know if you're watching The Vow, but I uh, can't, yeah, I watched the I vow, can't yeah. help but compare it to comedy every week. 
And I love Nippy. Nippy's, Nippy's my the dude. best guy he's in the so whole show. He's fucking hot. He's like the only one that cares about the accountability. But when he's out on that fucking pier, maybe it's Santa Monica Pier, talking to the weird guy who directed all this shit. Mark. Mark. Creepy Mark. And Mark's like, you know, like, basically, this isn't our fault. We're good men. And we got roped into something. And Nippy's like, fuck that, dude. We're not. You know the trainings we led. We fucking humiliated these women. Mm -hmm. Let's take some accountability. Maybe we're not good men. Maybe it doesn't make you a good man when you're susceptible to such weakness that you'll do horrific things Mm -hmm. to please another man. Maybe that's a huge fucking problem. And, like, that's what I always think of in comedy is, like, you it i mean it's uncomfortable to be the dude like that goes this is really fucked up or you're acting like an asshole or you're right. fucking sexually abusing people and it's not okay and you shouldn't be able to work shrimp scampi <laughs> 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 fucking eating shrimp scampi well, that's what made me think about room. that's what see when you saying that the shrimp scampi stuff is this what makes me think about we have to close soon but what i was thinking about is how i think some of these dudes their big problem is that they're just fuckboys and they got famous, and they just don't know how to act around women. Yes, but that also means you like deeply lack an inherent respect for women. It does, but you know what also makes me think too, and which I do think is learned. And yeah, they, yeah, they That's didn't what I'm learn. I think a lot of those guys, it's unfortunate they just didn't have women in their lives. Or okay, it goes, well, you're gonna. I already know the counterpoint to this before I say it, but they didn't have anyone checking them and telling them like, hey. What you just did, don't do that. That's bad. Yeah. I'm like, oh, really? Maybe they didn't hear that, or maybe they did hear it. They're like, what? You're wrong. Yeah. Either way. No, my guy friends think. Because <laughs> I've definitely done stuff in high school where girls are like, you shouldn't do that. Like, yeah. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, you're right. But if it's I didn't a- have that, I might be still be doing dumb shit. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, but also there's probably a lot of listening that didn't go on when women did tell them. And I think all, so much of this, like at a base core level, and I do like post about this kind of shit a lot, is that like men fucking worship each other so much. Great like, set, You bro. guys love each other. Great set. Great set, dude. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. Can I get you a drink? You get your drink? What are you drinking? Um, that approval, which is, oh, I think a lot of it does come from our parents' generation. Wait a second. You're bad dads. You saying there's some sort of daddy issues at play here? <laughs> Wait, you're telling Bad me that comedians <laughs> possibly might have some sort of a an issue with their parents of and it's working out? the 70s and 80s, those bad mustachioed hmm. fathers that we had just crushing buds, uh, you know, made this generation of, like, men who are coddled by women and don't have the respect from other men that they feel like they need. So that's a lot of it, too. It's like, well, I don't need to worry about how I'm treating women because, like, I got them. Like, my mom told me I was perfect. Oh, see, I had the opposite situation. Uh, I'm good there, and so I don't have to listen about changing at all. But men is who I need approval from. Like, right. oh, my boys. Yeah, I think it's weird because my dad, you know, my dad's gay, right? So him, I think subconsciously, my what I interpreted from when my dad acted on my mom was obviously that you know they're not like it's a different kind of relationship a gay man with a like woman he likes her that much yeah. yeah so i think probably i how i treat women is kind of how gay men treat women yeah which is with a lot of respect and like um yeah there's a kindness there and like there's like a very much like a a camaraderie but i think it's different same team 
Yeah, I think I, I, I'm always more comfortable around women talking than I am around men. Like, I always feel like so much more nervous in terms of like if I was performing a bunch of men, I just feel like this the bar is so much higher and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's like impression your dad where. Like all my biggest supporters throughout my career have been women. Like all yeah. the best, all the casting directors who really stood up for me and like helped me nail an audition have always have all been women. Yeah, I, I think that's true for a lot Everyone. of comics. And I also know, as a comedian and performer, how many men I have helped and nurtured and supported in many different ways. Mm-hmm. In like n- not a like this is ever gonna come back, but just because that's what you do, and because I just naturally like to um help and apologize for men uh, yeah because i love them which is always funny when i get called a man hater because <laughs> i'm like i don't know how i'm a man hater i've literally given men everything they've ever wanted from me um until recently so uh i think like yeah that's you, your situation is a little more nuanced um, it is kind of weird but i i understand now more why but it, I, what you're talking about yeah. is most guys most men did not have a gay dad. It's yes. Vast majority of people do not have a gay parent, a gay dad. So, their dad is like a dad who like, you know, I never, I never felt. You know what it is? Because obviously, my dad loves my mom, in like a pl- platonic way and everything. But you know, if I was, if he was straight, I would would have been a lot more like leering and just kind of like the the stuff that men do to women, like looking mm. at that way you look at women objectification yeah the objectification that didn't ever i never got that put into me at all and so i think that that right everyone should have a gay dad every man i guess but i mean with that comes a whole other there's a whole other side (laughs) of things there yeah but that's okay i mean it's just funny to me that that's pretty well um but i the the sort of mama's boys that i know in my life who did always have this unconditional love and support from their mom and then a fucking grip of women supporting them all along the way. And mm-hmm. then once they got into comedy, it was always women that booked them and casted them and and let them stay on their couches. Like, they don't... Like, those men don't end up going like, you know what, I need to pay this. Now that I'm successful, I need to pay it forward back to women. Those are the dudes that only tour with other men. You know, it's like... Well, I made it here. Wow. Like, thanks for all your help, but I'm going to help my dudes now. And it's it's really infuriating. But I also just Damn. now at any point, you know, sometimes in interviews, people are like, what advice would you give like a younger comic? And I'm like, if you're a woman, don't help one single man in your <laughs> first 10 years. Don't. Oh, my God. Just don't. Yeah. It's not it's not going to help you. It doesn't feel good later. Hmm. Um. You know, help other women, like, help queer comics, like, just don't, yeah, I regret um, so much money I loaned out. <laughs> it's not. Jesus. <laughs> when I was working. No, it's not even about the money. It's just like. I know what you're saying. It's the, like. The- those friendships don't end up being the friendships that pay off mm-hmm. because men who take from women comfortably and 100% rely on women are misogynists so they don't at any point sort of peel back that curtain and go like oh i i need to see women more as my peers co-workers and friends mm-hmm. than people who can help me and Good so point. they end up just you know like the friendships i've lost where my boys chose the boys over me in a conflict it's a lot and i'm like oh i've 
literally supported you 100 percent unconditionally Damn. but that's because i'm your mom like that's yeah. that's the role that i got when you said that comedy, stuff about your, uh, I'm your mom and if you have rape allegations you can call me that's my role <laughs> wow i have to pee so bad okay yeah we'll close that when you said thing about dink about him being a pilot because my grandpa was also a pilot and used to drink a lot of beer and stuff oh yeah that's yeah, why yeah, i was yeah. like you well, know. you know, Vietnam will really fuck you up. Also, when you told me that, remember when I figured out you were an Okie too? Mm-hmm. And my mom was from Tulsa. Yeah. She grew up, was born there at least. Yeah. I mean, that's just, it makes sense. We're related. There's some, probably like, you know, five, six generations, who knows. There's some <laughs> Okie, it's just Okie shit, man. We'll check Okies, it out. We'll Okies. go on 23andMe and see if we have any links. You can't bust an Okie. You know, these people still find me. What people? Straight up Okies. 23andMe, because I... You know, once you're you in, do, do, then you when you it? have a new, yeah, when you have a new relative, really? they'll email you, and then it's always like, "Hi, I'm fucking." I'm right here in Broken Arrow. He was like a second cousin or whatever, Oklahoma, outside of Tulsa, and his Damn. his profile was like, "I'm just an Oki sharecropper, just trying to get by." Damn, <laughs> like, I haven't heard the word sharecropper since high school history class. I gotta get in that 23andMe <laughs> just to find out what kind of rednecks I got in my you closet. You really do. It's really fascinating. Jesus. And sometimes people message you and be like, oh, how... And then we link, like... I'm like, oh, my mom's this person. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's my cousin. Oh, Mickey, yeah. That's I remember funny. her. And then I'm like, yep, I'm Mickey's daughter. You know, it's where can, wild. Where can people find your comedy? <laughs> I mean... On the internet. Amy Miller. Just follow me, Amy Miller, on Twitter. Sounds great. If you want to see me pop off. No. She'll um, pop off. Amy She'll Miller fucking drop some on bombs. Instagram. And I'll like them and go, oh. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but I would like she saying that. <laughs> Shrimp scampi. <laughs> Shrimp scampi in the bed. Ugh. That's Gross. a That's a hotel room service menu. This is how you know. <laughs> is a creep that's a menu item that you're like you shouldn't eat it sounds really good but i got a show in two hours so maybe i shouldn't have like fucking straight up scampi maybe i shouldn't have it at all at a Ever. hotel but you think about it but he did it <sighs> he did a lot of things hey. also ta- probably toggling his mouthful hey coming in yeah well no, i'm not in his room not on drink but um come on uh, <laughs> naked scampi it's just that to me just so it's like oh man you just don't even know how to you just don't even know how to do it right. We'll do, we'll do you know, God. this will be a prequel. We'll we'll start our own podcast called Shrimp Scampi and Shrimp just talk Scampy. about issues in comedy. It's called How Not to Be a Fuckboy in the Modern <laughs> Era. Have a gay dad. Yeah, that helps. Turn back the time. Bye. Bye.